gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Nonsense, Whiskey, Sports, in some order other than that is what we normally say. But we're here, wow. Sports, Nonsense, and Whiskey, coming to you live Wednesday, November 11th. Got a fun show planned for you guys today. Got our buddy Chase in the uh, studio with us, ready to talk some Masters golf coming up this weekend. Cheers to Chase, our Cheers. first guest. Cheers, first guest. Yeah, buddy. Big things. Big things. So we'll talk a little golf. He'll give us a little insight. He's a little bit of a golf wizard here for us. Uh, discuss a very slight, quick, maybe boxing uh, segment here since Terrence Crawford is going off this weekend fighting for his belt. And then obviously we got plenty of football and nonsense coming your way. Yeah. You guys got anything uh, you want to jump in with to start? Um, happy Veterans Day. Yeah, happy Veterans happy Day. Veterans Thank you, guys. Day. Appreciate all that the military and the service members do for our communities and the country. Absolutely. Lots of salute to service stuff out there today. A lot of the um, big thing today out there on Facebook and Instagram, the athletes putting a V on their hand and taking a picture and posting it as their kind of salute to, to service. Something service members <clears throat> do for each other. So <clears throat> kind of broadening that and letting the public in on some of those kind of military only known things. So it's pretty cool to see the support. It was a good day. Absolutely. Anything else? Nothing? We just we just gonna jump right into some golf. Let's talk some golf. Guys, if you uh, haven't seen our Facebook page, I threw up a couple uh, pictures and stuff of what the, the course is looking like. And I mean the Masters and Augusta gorgeous. National is um they're gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty incredible what they have that course looking like at the beginning November. of November. Yeah. I mean everything's plush, green, just absolutely amazing. And then all the fall foliage is just absurd to see around that. You normally see a bunch of green and then the bright pop of the pink azaleas and, and you just know it's that time of the year. But definitely a different feel, but man, do they have that course looking and, good. And that's starting tomorrow, right? Well, so let me give you guys a quick rundown and Chase can jump in and correct me if I miss this. But normally they come in, you get your practice sessions last week all the way up until today. Um, and then usually today they have the par three tournament. And so a lot of guys will go out there, families will caddy, have little kids caddying, um, grandkids, things of that nature. And it's very low-key, not necessarily following the rules of golf per se event. Really awesome to watch, a lot of fun, a lot of cool things have happened over the years. And so they didn't get to do that this year, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, and then tournament starts Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you get the, the actual tournament. Um, and Masters Week is just something special, and it's widely known as the biggest tournament in golf. It is the biggest tournament in golf. It's the most coveted tournament in golf. Everybody wants that green jacket, you know. Um, Tiger's got six of them. He's the defending champion. Um, you talk about people like Brooks Kepka. you know. I'm not a huge fan of that guy um, personally, but, you know, he's one of those guys that says – I prepare for majors and that's about it, you know, and um, you better believe that he is one of those guys that has just been preparing for this master's tournament for quite some time. Oh there, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, I think a, a good group at the top there that have probably been doing the same thing. So I think we can kind of jump in, start talking about the field a little bit and what absolutely. we're kind of expecting. So yeah. give us a quick rundown on, on some of the names to be looking out for this weekend, Chase. Well, you know, you got 92 of the best players in the world. Um, so it's, it's really cool that, 
you know, not something like the football where some of the top players are constantly out with injuries, those things. You have the top players in the world, the 92 top players, and if they're out for injury or COVID or whatever, they replace them with number 93 and 94 and so on. So, you know, this field is stacked with huge names. Um, and those, a lot of those names are only going to make it until um, Saturday because there's a cut on, uh, on Friday. So only the top 50 of those 92 actually get to play the weekend. Uh, but you're going to see a lot of big names at the top of the leaderboard because the entire field is big names. Do you think we see somebody shooting a really low score this year or because it's different time of the year, different seasons? Course is obviously going to play different now, so you're not going to have the same idea of what reads you're doing or distances, things of that nature? Right. It's going to be a totally different course than what it normally is in April, right? Because the Masters are normally held in April in Georgia. It's November. So they got all of August and September rain. The course is going to be really, really soft which means that the ball is not going to roll out nearly what it would. So when you have these shorter hitters like um, Zach Johnson and Kevin Kisner, like those guys are going to struggle big time because the course is going to get so much longer for them. Now on the flip side, because there are no fans, um, some of the some of the golfers have talked about taking different lines and, and going over where they would normally have patrons because there's no patrons there. And they talk about how getting on the number one tee, um, you look out and you can see the entire course, whereas in, in April or any other Masters, you can't because there's, there's giant um, stands that are built. Um, there are scoreboards everywhere, and it's just it's a very different course with no patrons on it. That's, that's actually a really interesting thought because, <clears throat> especially with Augusta, the way those crowds funnel in and they pack behind the greens, along the fairways, those grandstands are huge. Right. Uh, you got holes like 13, Amen Corner coming through there where you usually have insanely wild and loud cheers that shut down the rest of the course sometimes. And players right. just have to pause because they, they don't want that interruption in their backswing or while their putting stroke is going down. Right. So you're not going to have any of that. So how do you think that affects some of the guys, especially with what we're seeing in other sports, a lot of these rookies and stuff playing amazingly well because they say it's just like practice and they don't have that pressure on them. Do you see that relating back towards the Masters this year as well for some of these guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, a lot of guys talk about that. You know, they'll um, Justin Thomas, for example, there's a there's a great interview with him um, talking about, you know, how you can hear. You don't have to look at the scoreboards. You can hear the roars going and you hear the area that they're coming from. Um, what I thought that was really funny is that he was saying that you can definitely tell if it's a tiger roar versus anyone else in the field. I mean, that's because been it's known twice as yeah, loud, right? since he came into the, the spotlight. That's how always hot. I mean, last year they were talking, everybody's talking about it, how they yep. knew that it was the first time a lot of them said they felt what a tiger roar really was. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of players feed off that they feed off that energy and they said, all right, tiger just made birdie. I know that he's one up on me now and I've, I've got to, I've got to make birdie and one of these next three holes to compete kind of thing. And they're not going to have that, you know, they'll, they'll have some scoreboards up here and there, but the players aren't going to feel that energy and be able to feed off that as well. So Chase, what are some of the players we should be kind of keeping an eye on? Um, so, you know, Dustin Johnson is, is always uh, a name that is going to be at the top of the list. World's number one right now, isn't he? World's number one. He hits the ball a long way. 
Um, and, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's not going to have an issue with patrons or no patrons. Uh, with Dustin Johnson, you know, he is so even keel. Um, if he makes birdie or he makes double bogey, um, his mentality and nothing changes with him. He's the Jay Cutler of golf. For, for Pinky and, and, and anybody else out there who knows nothing about golf. Like, his demeanor is literally the Jay Cutler of golf. Yeah. Which works in golf, actually. It does. For some, for him, it absolutely works. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka, he's another one of those guys that there's no emotion in it, and he's got a very short memory. So um, if, if he had a bad hole, he forgets about it on the next one. Whereas you look like someone like John Rahm, right? He's a super heavy favorite. I don't know if you guys saw that video going around of him. Amazing. I threw that up on the page. The hole-in-one that he skipped yeah, off the water. That. Incredible. These guys are incredible, right? That, that shot actually is a big thing you see a lot of on the par three day. Little cool things like that. But it shows you the skill level of these guys where Zach and I go out to hit some balls or even Chase, who's definitely better than us. But we go out to hit some balls. We're hoping for good shots. He's definitely better than you. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's not even a question. I'm not good at golf. (laughs) I like to play, but I am not good. So we're hoping to hit good shots on 50% of our swings. These guys are expecting to hit great shots on every swing. 100% of swings, right. And, you know... That that shot just goes to show, like, all right, I'm going to totally hood this shot 50 yards to a spot that I think it should land. You know, it's everything about that shot was perfect. A lot of people that don't play golf or don't know a lot about golf are like, oh, that was cool and lucky. But, like, yes, it was lucky. But at the same time, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that that ball was – if he hit it where he wanted, how he wanted, it was going to end up right by the hole. It ended up in the hole. It was incredible. But where I was going with that is John Rahm is one of those guys that is extremely emotional. If he hits a bad shot, you know it. Um, you know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And for a guy like him, that emotion can either work in his benefit or his favor, kind of depending on where his mindset's at. But, you know, golf is a game of confidence. And when you're, when you're uh, making holes in one on a practice. His birthday, skipping, too. On his birthday. On his birthday. That's a good I way mean, to go into the rounds. Confidence factor with John Rahm is going to be very, very His emotions high. have cost him at the Masters a couple times, I feel like. Absolutely, they have. Um, on Sunday of all days, too. Well, Sunday's the day that makes or breaks you, right? The first three days just prepare you for Sunday. Um, but if you can't... If you can't finish on Sunday, you got no shot. And, you know, that's that's kind of been killing Rory McIlroy. Um, you know, he all he needs is the Masters to get the career, career grand, grand slam. slam. And he's had the opportunity many times. And he's even said, I just got to get out of my own way and get out of my own head because, you know, if I, if I wasn't going for the career grand slam, I'd have probably already won the Masters. Well, and he's a littler guy, too, who – Again, most of these guys now who you're talking about are going to drive the ball a country mile. I mean, um, but he's, for him to do it, it's it always baffles me. I mean, isn't he like five seven, five eight, something? Yeah, like that? Yeah, he's a smaller guy. But the thing is, is it's not all about your your strength, right? It's also about your flexibility. The more that these guys can generate a solid shoulder turn and get that whip going through, Justin Thomas, another one, Ricky Fowler. These guys oh, are yeah. all extremely short players. But they generate so much um, speed, club head speed, um, that it's incredible. You know, you, you look at someone like DeChambeau, he's figured out that. And he's combined the club head speed with the strength. Well, I think that's an interesting name, actually. And I know you're not necessarily a big fan of his, but I've followed him for a while now. And I absolutely love him. Uh, and part of it's because he's out of the box uh, from what golf is. And I, I'm a little – I love golf's traditions because I love the game. So – 
I get torn sometimes with this, but this thing, like you can't talk during a backswing and that's going to interrupt somebody like every other sport doesn't have a problem with somebody yelling in their face while they're doing what they're supposed to do. So I think golfers should just kind of get over that and just start playing. Um, but what I love about DeChambeau is while he's very much a traditionalist when it comes to the game, as far as the rules and things of that nature go, I would say the dude is like a rocket scientist playing golf. And so he is meticulously thinking about every detail to the point where his name's got up, brought up a bunch here over the last year in uh, possible time delay penalties and things of that nature, taking yeah. strokes off. But what he does is, first of all, all his clubs are the same length. Right, the shafts just, are all the all same. All the length. shafts are the same length. He okay. just uses different lofts on each club face. Right. So that's how he so generates different distances. Consistent. Right. Uh, his swing is slightly unorthodox. Um, and it all comes from, I believe the book is the, I can't remember the name of the book now. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. I'd uh, never learned how to it's read. It's like the great game of golf or, or something. <laughs> I'll find the book. I second I'll, that motion with I'll Chase. Get it. I'll get it for anybody who's interested because it's actually super interesting. This guy wrote this book years ago that basically says, as long as you maintain the same swing for every club and just do different lofts, basically is what it comes down to, you're going to be able to play the same as everybody else. And he's taken that above and beyond. And then within the last year, he started doing all his strength training. And the dude's bulked up by like 50 pounds or something like that. I mean, it's yeah. I it's mean, a, he, his club he head eats speed. multiple steaks a day. He takes down like yeah. six protein shakes a day kind of thing. He's a huge dude. But when you watch him drive, like literally, when you watch him drive the ball now, a year ago, this dude looked like a normal swing. Now when he's driving the ball, it looks like he's about to try and lift a car off the face of the earth. Like, well, and it's he's, insane. I yeah. can get behind that. Let's yeah. do this. And he's swinging out of his shoes. But the thing is, he can he can drive it accurately that yes, far, that's which what's is crazy. the nutty part. He's doing like, it's it's not Happy Gilmore, but he's swinging with that kind of power every time, which is incredibly unheard of when it comes to golf. Because usually when you're doing that, you're losing that accuracy because you can't control the club and the head as well as normally would. Right. So I, I'm really interested to see what he does, especially after just winning the U.S. Open about a month ago. Roughly, yep, yeah. So roughly, he's coming on. Um, another name I, I would really love to see win, and he just can't seem to break through is good old Ricky. Love me some Ricky Fowler, but dude just yep. cannot seem to win on the big stage. Well, um, you know he he hasn't won um, on the big stage, and again, it comes it comes down to Sunday, man. And can you can you perform on Sunday? Ricky though is a phenomenal putter. You know he has one of the most pure putting strokes on tour. And uh, Augusta really favors awesome putters. Um, they also favor great ball strikers. So your second shot in is going to be crucial. Um, you know, people keep talking about you need more distance kind of thing. But if you look at, you know, Zach Johnson, the last time they played um, a cold Masters in like 2007, 2009, he won the Masters. He didn't go for a single par five and two, not one. Um, so you don't have to have that distance. You need to have that accuracy, and you got to have your putter dialed in. So that's interesting you say that because the big thing I hear, the theme of this year, it seems like, is people are talking about how guys are going to overpower the course like Tiger did back when he won in 97 that first time. Yeah. And everybody talked about how he just outdrove the course. And right. because of that, they literally lengthened the Masters course because of Tiger Woods. Right. And now everybody's talking about how Basically, everybody you mentioned so far is going to put the ball over 315 or so plus on a oh, regular yeah. basis. Yeah. So they're talking again. A lot of these dudes are probably going to outdrive the course. Do you think that favors guys this year? Do you see more of a, a 
Zach Johnson type being able to sneak in on Sunday? Well, um, the Zach Johnson, as long as they're accurate, they're going to be able to sneak in all the time, you know, because with a lot of time with power, you don't have the accuracy. The thing is, all these guys are averaging almost 300 yards now. And the other thing is, because it's cold and because of the conditions of the course being it so soft, they're going to need to hit it far and able to have solid approaches and able to um, go low on those days. And um, so if, if guys are normally hitting at 300, they're probably going to be hitting at 280. Um, so it's definitely going to be tough, and the guys that can hit it further are definitely going to have an advantage, um, but they're going to need to be accurate too. So a couple names, and I think they're really big names. One everybody's going to know. The other one I think some people might have forgotten about a little bit. What are Tiger Woods' chances this year, considering how he's played after he won last year? Not as great as everybody was hoping. He hasn't played a lot of golf this year from everybody's accounts. Yeah. So how does he look? What do you think his chances are? And then on top of that, where's Jordan Spieth? Can can he don't even bring up Jordan Spieth? Can he Spieth. rekindle some stuff this year? Maybe no, no crowds out there. Has no. he gotten out of his own head? No, none of those things. How do you fall Spieth. off that bad? Um, he's been falling off for multiple years. Jordan Spieth shouldn't even be in the question. He, in fact, if I look it up, he's probably a hundred and fifty to one favorite. Does he have the yips? He might have the yips. Jordan Spieth has always been in his head. I mean, um, he had a year and a half but, there where he was arguably the greatest golfer and nobody could touch him. That was many years ago, Caleb. I know. I'm just I'm I'm saying where I mean nobody saw Tiger coming out last year and winning. No, they did. So the Masters that's but, one thing know, I love about the Masters is the course allows people who maybe aren't playing great or uh, haven't been hitting their stride recently, if you know yeah. how to play that course really well, all of a sudden you're even with everybody else, no matter how good or bad sure. you're playing. The horse for the course always has an advantage because they know that course well. They've scored well on it, um, regardless of how their form is coming into it. Um, you know, that's that's my biggest hesitancy on Tiger is that his form coming into this is not good. Um, but it's Tiger. You know, he's won six times. He's the defending champion. I want to read this, uh, or I'm sorry, he's won five times. But there's a really cool stat that I saw today. Um, Jack Nicholas won his sixth Masters in 1986, 23 years after his first Masters win. He was ranked 33rd in the world going into that week. If Tiger wins this week, it will be his sixth Masters, 23 years after his first, and he is also ranked 33rd in the world going into the week. The him and Jack are identical. The does Masters is something special. Does My history repeat Tiger. itself? You know, that's the only reason. Before I saw that stat, I wouldn't put a dollar on Tiger Woods. I love to root for Tiger Woods. He is an idol for basically anybody that likes to watch golf, play golf. People that don't know golf know who Tiger Woods is. Tiger Woods is the man, and everybody wants him to win. Do I think he's going to? Up until I read that stat, no, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, he's still top 92 in the world. He has won this tournament five times. Um, he's the defending champion. A lot of things point to Tiger playing well. And good players, you know, they rise to the top, man. So as a guy that doesn't really watch golf at all, uh, this Sunday will probably be one of the times I watch golf. Because I will be in Vegas and I'll Good. be at the sports book, and the sports book will have the Masters on oh, with yeah. football. So while I'm there watching, what should I be looking for? What what should what should interest me as a casual fan? I like that question. So like, what 
what storyline should you be paying attention yeah, what, to? What, what memes? I, I like that. What should bring me a little bit of interest? I'm a big football guy. Yep. But golf's going to be on. Absolutely. And it's going to draw my attention. I saw those pictures of the course, and that just looks gorgeous. So yep. I'm definitely going to have my eyes. I'd play there. Yeah. Would you? you, yep. you I'd play there. You'd Zach, play I, don't think, there. I don't think they'd let you on. Zach, I'd carry you. Better club, than Caleb. Buddy. <laughs> They're not going to let him up the driveway, let alone the course. <laughs> He's like, uh, do you have any rivers on here for me to fish? <laughs> I got my poles in the back. Let me just go out to the stream there off yeah. a man corner, and I'll just sit on the bridge. Exactly. I got uh, it. We'll pick up, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you, you know, Tiger, there's always going to be a storyline behind him, right? You know, he – everybody wants him to win. A lot of people expect him to win. Hey, but... I love my sex addicts too, so, yep. you know, I always root for those guys. <laughs> we all do. Um, but, you know – you're gonna to want to follow Brooks Kepka. He oh, yeah. he uh, was runner up to Tiger last year. He's a he's a major machine. You know, if it's a major, he's gonna contend and he's gonna give it his all kind of thing. Um, but my favorite for this week is Justin Thomas. Really? Um, you yep. think he's finally gonna break through here? I do, I do, and I'll tell you, um, I think he's super focused. He's one of those guys that can that can put the ball out there accurately. Um, when he's not in his own head, um, his putting is on. He's he's the whole package. But what's really cool about Justin Thomas is this is his third year in a row that he's played p- practice rounds um, with Tiger Woods and Fred Couples. And he goes out there and he tries to pick their brain as much as he possibly can. He's a student of the game, but he's also one of the best in the world that's also, you know, always trying to always trying to get better and better. You know, he said, Freddie Couples gives me a lot of info. Tiger doesn't give me shit. <laughs> well, him and Tiger have been known to play rounds together, um, and they talk and so on and so forth. But Tiger, I've also heard him say on a different couple of occasions, I'm still playing against these guys. Oh, I yeah. didn't retire. Right. So I can't give them all my secrets, especially at the Masters, where the only person I would probably say knows that course better is Jack. Oh, yeah. In all honesty. Right. I don't know if anybody knows that course better than Tiger. No one's playing um, So I love JT. I think he's a super cool dude. He's been mic'd up a couple times with some of those uh, um, Phil Mickelson Tiger uh, duels that they had with uh, Brady and um, who was the other one? Peyton? Yeah. Is it Brady and Peyton? Yep. JT was out there as one of the commentators, and he was just hilarious. So he's he's not just a good golfer. He's a cool dude, too. He, so whereas by all accounts from media and, and some of the things you read, Brooks Kepka nobody wants to be around. Uh, just kind of an ass. Yeah. But in ass in such a way that he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. Whereas JT and uh, Rory, not Rory, um, Ricky and who's the other one? They kind of got that trifecta kind of friendship. Jordan friendly, Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Yeah. So um, I, I like that. I like the JT. Nobody likes a shooter McGavin. Yeah, shooter. no, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So I like yes. the JT favorite. Where, who else would you put up there with JT as a favorite? If you like JT to go off, who who would be right up there for you? You know, I like Brooks a lot. I also like Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson. Going for his third? He's going for his third. He's won it twice, and he's coming in hot right now. Well, the course plays perfectly to his fade. It does. His natural fade that he has as a lefty plays perfectly on that course. It sure does. And uh, and that, that's what you mentioned as a lefty, you know, because as, as a right-handed player – 
Tiger talks about, I've been working on my high draw for this course over and over and over again. Bubba's got that high fade for a lefty all day. As does Phil. You know, I I don't like Phil. I, I think he's not he's done winning on the PGA Tour. He does great on the Champions Tour. but uh, Masters, though, again. It's the Masters. He's Masters, got, what, three green jackets? Masters brings out the best in you. Yeah. That's, the Masters is where Phil actually broke out once right. first major. Right, right. You know, so, but Phil's recent form, um, you know, there's there's not much uh, that I think needs to be said about Phil. You know, he's going to compete. People enjoy playing with Phil. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of other names that I think would be. Well, if you say that, then give give us a couple dark horses. Somebody that nobody may be thinking about per se, but if you know golf, it'd be somebody who you'd like. I could throw a couple dollars on that guy because he's got a chance to come out of nowhere. Absolutely. So Sebastian Munoz is a is a huge favorite for me. Um, I want to say he's like two hundred to one. Ooh, um, okay. But he's he's coming in hot. Um, you know, it's it's the first time he's played the course, um, so he's going to need a little bit of beginner's luck. But right, caddy always helps at that course. It always does. It always does. Um, you know, Paul Casey is someone that nobody's really talking about. His his recent form isn't great, but he's another one of those horses for the course that has had a lot of luck at Augusta. John of um, Fleetwood. What about Tommy Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood. Um, you think he can? I mean, he's he's got he's got the the Open Championship, so he's got a championship under his belt. Yeah, but that was obviously over in England. Course plays yeah. way different than a, than a Masters setup, but. He's a very solid striker with his irons yeah. and a solid putter. Does he have a shot? I don't think he has much of a shot. Um, you know, again, he's one of those players that is not coming in in great form. Um, he doesn't have much uh, for great history um, at Augusta. And uh, honestly, I don't like a lot of the English players other than Rory. Um, you know, Poulter... Um, might be another one of those kind of dark horses. Um, he's been there on the weekends a couple he's times. He's been there on the weekends, and that's going to be the challenge is getting to the weekend um, because once the guys get to the weekend, then they know that they can let it fly and try to win. So give me give me a score. I know you like JT to win. What do you think he goes out? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I mean, are we talking a 15-under this year to win, or are you think it's going to be more like a 6-7-8? Uh, I think you're going to find a happy medium there, you know, because the course is playing longer, um, and softer, you know, they're, they're going to sacrifice length, but because it's soft, the ball is going to stick on the green. They're going to have a little bit more control on the green. So it could go either way. I'm saying you're going to look at it around, you know, 10, 12. Okay. All right. All right. Guys, any last questions here for, uh, Chase, AKA Cotton? Before we move on from the Masters conversation? Well, I don't have any more questions about golf, but I do notice he has a Denver Broncos hat on, so I'd love to hear why he's a Denver Broncos Yeah, we can move into a little bit of fandom talk. So, guys, if you do have any more questions about golf, uh, the Masters, whatever it may be, if any of this piqued your interest, hit us up on the Facebook page. I can always have Chase reply back to you guys. It's a pretty easy thing to do. We'll figure something out. But, uh, Chase, we appreciate you coming down here, giving us a little master's knowledge, a little golf knowledge, and uh, he's going to stick around and, and drink and, some more whiskey. Yeah, a little more whiskey and, and jump Speak, in on some of this speaking nonsense. Speaking of which, pass the bottle over here, please. Pass, pass it on over. Guys, Thanks, sir. so with whiskey, since we're on it, uh, went to an old classic tonight with uh, old buddy coming to join us. So we're 
Finally drinking some screwball that you've heard us talk so much about. It is just absolutely delicious. It's smooth. It's tasty. If you're a true whiskey connoisseur, you're probably going to say it's too sweet and you don't want anything to do with it. But if you just like sipping on something, it's right up your alley. Oh, for sure. And again, you mix it with the Blackberry Bird Dog. PB&J. PBJ. So good, man. So good. So good. And then we've also got a little pick-me-up over here. Those are good. Got some little uh, Old Smoky Moonshine Cherry Jar. Guys, uh, if you haven't had these before, just uh, be careful when you start do you, on them. Do you, do you sip the juice, too, when it's done? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can. I mean, it's like gasoline, but, yeah, you, you definitely make sure you finish the jar. Caleb, Caleb actually likes a little Shirley Temple with a little of that in there, huh? Whatever it takes to get the job done, Cotton. Whatever it takes to get the job done. Fair enough. But uh, if you get a chance, you know, pop a couple cherries. (laughs) (laughs) See how you feel for a little bit and then go back for some more. So with that being said, I think we're uh, all finished. Everybody's good on Masters. Let's move on to a little fandom and see what uh, Chase has to say about this hat he's wearing. As as we all know, it's very orange-colored glasses around here. (laughs) Um, Well... The Broncos have been very tough to be a fan of this year, that's for sure. Um, except in the last uh, the last quarter of the last two games, that's been really fun to watch. It has. But, but the, uh, the first three of the last two have been miserable. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if we could have a, uh, a healthy defense. Um, you know, I think had we had a completely healthy defense – that Falcons game wouldn't have been a blowout. I'm I'm thinking it's like three, if, three, if, four games. If maybe. Boye and, and Callahan play, that they'll get there. But we're we're gonna get there. Yeah, Chase. we'll get into there. Peaky's got but another idea. I want to know why, why are fan? you a Broncos fan? And what other teams are you fans of? Um, so I'm from Colorado, born, raised, native. I actually wasn't a Broncos fan as a child, um, because I was one of those weird chi- children that just wanted to go. Um, opposite of whatever their dad did. So if my dad was like rooting for the Broncos, I was rooting for the Raiders. It was like, oh God, I. That's hope. a dick move, Chase. It sure was, and I really Pinky knows all about that. <laughs> I do know about that. I really hope that my boys don't put me through that. Um, my wife, however, she will uh, she'll root for the Chargers or the Raiders or the 49ers because she's from California and they're all California teams. She just doesn't really understand how the divisions and the rivalries work. Um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and Erica also loves the Denver Broncos. She rocks the earrings. There we she go. rocks the gear. Um, but she loves to. She loves to just. Well, they're playing the Raiders. I'm from California. I love the Raiders too. So it's like, all right, well, whatever. That's what I was as a kid, which was awful. After growing up, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Broncos. Um, and uh, so I've, I've been a Broncos fan secretly, I think, since, uh, since Elway won us a couple Super Bowls doing helicopters into the end zone kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there we go. You know? Um, love me some, some Ed McCaffrey and uh, oh, Eddie Mack. Who, who was selling me Blackjack Pizza forever? That was uh, Rod Smith. Was that Rod? It was Rod, it was Rod Smith. Smith yep. I believe was the blackjack yep. guy. I was a Domino's guy before Rod Smith was on the TV, <laughs> and then it was all blackjack, baby. Um, but you know, you you grow up with guys like Terrell Davis doing the Mile High Salute, Steve Atwater. You you know, you have these incredible players. Um, 
obviously John Elway was a much better player than than GM in my opinion, um, and maybe we can get a decent quarterback that's um, can last more than a season. But uh, I love the Broncos because uh, I've been a Coloradan forever. There you and, go. Uh, you know, when I was in college and I lived downtown, that's when I really became a Broncos fan because Sundays shut down when the Broncos are playing. Oh, yeah. Especially in town. Um, and I would say almost the Nuggets drew me in the same way. Once I moved downtown and was in that atmosphere and going all the time. We spent many a night at the Tawaka Lounge, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we many did. Many a night at the Tawaka Lounge. Yes, we did. For those of you who don't know, it's just a lounge that's a bar inside the Pepsi Center. But, I have not been there, but I, well, it's now a, I feel like I need to go. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's all, it's at the top of the first level. So if it's not too packed and you're up in the nosebleeds, you can actually go down there, get a drink, and watch from the lower. And it's baseline. Oh, yes. So you get a nice little view. We, we watched the Western Conference Finals there against the Lakers some years back uh, with a couple other buddies. and Let's just say it was pretty... Fun I feel atmosphere. like this needs to happen next year. Well, yeah, what's we can, also we great that. about that spot is that you stay there for the first half and you scope out what seats were empty the entire first half, True. and then you go take them in the second half. Ushers don't pay much attention. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty I good like move. It. Veteran move. I like it. Sorry to step on your toes, Jason. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been to a Nuggets game in a couple years. The last time I was, went to a Nuggets game was the year after the decision by LeBron. Ugh. And they didn't, so they didn't have anybody. No, that wasn't a good year. We were up like 30 at halftime. So the whole second half was like street ball. It was like the worst thing I've ever watched. We need to get you to a game this year, Pinky, because I've, it's uh, going to be been a, a lot while. of fun. It's well, I, did get I my, take that back, though, because it doesn't sound like there's going to be so any fans. In I've got stands. a really old Kenyon Martin jersey that's totally Kmart. faded. <laughs> totally faded. I wear it to the gym <laughs> all the time. It's like my casual jersey. I just got a Joker jersey. It's on the way. So. Nice, I, nice. As opposed I, to your fancy jersey? I've got a lot. Of, <laughs> what are you talking about here? i got a lot of fancy jerseys. I still rock my old Mellow jersey as well to Nuggets games. I love Mellow, so I'm not going to Who doesn't? I got a Birdman means. one, too. I, I got I no shame. I got J.R. Smith. J.R. Swish. Yeah. This is coming from Mr. Raindance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so you, you like the the professional the professional sports teams in Denver. Here's the problem, though, and you know you still bailed on that bet. Why are you an Oregon fan for college? Well, I'm an Oregon fan and a CU fan. Yuck. Um, I am a CU guy myself, um, but most of my family is Oregon, so it's Oregon on Saturday and Broncos on Sunday. It's just how it goes. I mean, had your had you grown up, your family loving Virginia Tech and not the Huskers, you would love Virginia Tech and not the Huskers. Am I right? Most likely. Exactly. Most likely. I mean, if you're born in Nebraska, you don't really get a choice. It's kind of something Fair. that you just inherit, and it is what it is. Fair. Whereas a lot of other teams around the country, you can kind of pick and choose, and nobody's going to fault you for it. But nobody, Fair. nobody comes from out of Nebraska and goes, I'm a Huskers fan. At least I haven't met him yet. Yep. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in the <laughs> chip. shaking his head. It's not going to happen. No. No. Nope, in the all. Chip Kelly days, it was really easy to be an Oregon fan as fair, well, fair. because you know they're putting up sixty plus points every single game. They're running a play every fifteen seconds. They're covering forty point spreads every game. That stuff is fun to watch. I'll agree. Not bad. Not bad at all. Plus, I got really 
cool, interesting jerseys like all the time. I mean, when your campus is basically on the Nike, <laughs> on the yeah. Nike campus, then yeah, you're gonna get some perks for sure. Yeah. When the founder of Nike is alum, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do quite well. Yeah. All right, sweet. So you guys, now you got a little background on his fandom, and orange-colored glasses are obviously not going to change uh, for this show with this guest. Nope. But with that being said, I think uh, we can start moving into a little bit of uh, football. Yes, sir. Start talking about the week of games and uh, see how we get through that. Probably, hopefully, get our DFS in towards the end and... We'll see or some that... power rankings. Yeah, Whatever. power rankings. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear. This show's a little bit different with Masters coming up, and we're going to get our guests in here and, and mix things up a little bit. So uh, with that being said, let's move into some football. All right, so we're going to jump into the games. We're going to jump into uh, Green Bay over the San Francisco 49ers, a Thursday night game. Wow. This was uh, this was rough to watch. The 49ers are just they're just so hamstrung with all those injuries. It's it's going to be tough the rest of the year for these guys. Yeah, it it's finally caught up to them. I, the injuries just kept adding up, and they're. I originally thought they'd be over, able to overcome and and push through, but it's just too much now. Against lesser teams, they should be competitive or maybe even sneak a win in here and there. But I think it's going to be really tough. Anybody think Jimmy G actually sticks around? No, they're going to grab a quarterback. They almost have to. I feel like. I feel like if they're two or three, and Fields or Lance are there, yeah, I. I wouldn't fault them for taking. They can still keep Jimmy G next year, or even that kid from uh, BYU. He's looking good too. So they could they could still keep Jimmy G, let him play next year, and then after that, out of here. We talked about it though. Well, not so much talked about, it, but it's kind of mentioned uh, a few times now. Darnold to San Francisco. I, I mean, if you've already got <laughs> if you already got a top five pick and you can get one of the top quarterbacks, why spend, you know, draft capital on getting Darnold? Plus, you have to pay him in two years without knowing exactly what he's going to be. I, I just think that's too much. I still think he's a franchise quarterback. Well, you know, as soon as their defense comes back healthy, any QB you put under there, they're going to have a chance. I mean, with even with Jimmy G, I still think they could be a playoff team if they're not if they're healthy. I don't think Jimmy G's bad. He just can't stay on the field. Jimmy G is like an Alex Smith to me. I think he can win you some games. He can get you to the playoffs. But is he the guy that's going to put you over the edge and win you a Super Bowl? No. I don't think so. He's not. Now, on the other side of the ball, future Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, looking really good in that MVP discussion, carrying that team right now. Can that continue? Well, he's proven he can. I, I see them as still getting, like, I still feel like they can get to the divisional round. They, depending on matchup, they could get to the championship game. But I still feel like if they play Tampa Bay, they play the Saints, they play um, the Se- Seahawks. Seahawks would be an interesting matchup. I don't think they can stop Russ at all. So I think they'd go back and forth. It'd be whichever quarterback's got the ball last in that matchup. You don't think that Tampa game taught them anything to, to move forward with? Because now it's the San Francisco game last year in the championship and this Tampa game this year – Two huge blowouts on teams that everybody's really looking forward to watching you play and you're supposed to be competitive in. You don't think they learned anything from that? I, I don't think they have the pieces in place to do anything about it. I think they have the information they need of what, what our weaknesses are. I just don't think they have anything they can do about it. Okay. Okay, fair. Fair. I still think I still think Green Bay is a dark horse, um, and they're a team nobody wants to see in the playoffs. 
Kansas City wants to see him in the Super Bowl, that's for sure. They'd spank him. <laughs> I think Kansas City wants to see anyone in the Super Bowl. They'd, I don't know if they'd want to <clears> see <throat> I don't know if they want to see a team with a real defense like Tampa Bay. But they would see Green Bay's defense, they would eat them alive. They'd put up a fifty burger. Jeez. You think that much? Easily. <clears throat> Man. Okay. Easily. All right, well, not a lot of good things coming out of that game, apparently, for either team. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what was good for me is locking in Green Bay at minus three and a half. Oh, you got a little money on that one, did you? Oh, yeah. It was quite <laughs> nice. And I got it at three and a half before it went up to seven and then back to six and a half. Yeah, nice. Nice grab. Nice grab. Zach, where are we going next? All right, we're going to go with the uh, Seattle Seahawks losing to the Buffalo Bills. Who is Buffalo? Anyone? One one from the other side of the table over here, the two that, that had them pegged as East champs already and everything else that came with it? I guess the right decision is uh, do we even know who Buffalo is? We thought they were a contender, and then they lost two games, and then they so a little the crap. little story on Sunday. My wife is working on Sunday, and she comes home, and she looks at her fantasy team. Oh. And of course, she has Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. And we she all goes, know she has Josh Allen by now. Holy moly. Josh Allen had a great game. Did you talk shit about him this week? <laughs> and I was like, yes, actually. I did mention that he'd been playing very poorly. Well, guess what? You need to do that again on, <laughs> on the podcast. Because when you talk shit about Josh Allen, he plays well. He's, he's still growing, but I think he's. Their franchise quarterback well, for a long time. Now again, Seattle Seahawks have a pretty, pretty bad defense, and he took advantage of them, and he played lights out. Well, you think with them adding Dunlap and Adams coming back, they'd be a little better than what they were. Heck, Adams got yelled at by Pete. Uh, Pete Carroll yelled I, at I Adams did see for that. missing yes. coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Adams doesn't cover. <laughs> exactly. They traded for him knowing that that's not what he does. He likes to hit people, that's yeah. for sure. He's the enforcer. Yeah, he's 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 a, a lesser version of Cam Chancellor. Correct. A little bit faster, too. Well, I don't think he hits as hard, and he definitely doesn't well, cover He's as not hard. as big. I mean, Cam Chancellor was 6'4", so. A beast. <laughs> but... Their defense is still not very good. So, and they Josh Allen showed up this game. He showed a lot. I'm still wondering, like, who are you? You guys look, and again, you look like shit against the the Bills, and then they looked like crap against Tennessee. Who, like, what is? And they kicked field goals against the Jets. Yep. Like, who are you? Like seven of them. Yeah, six to be exact. Okay. So on the other side of the ball, does Russ even have a shot at a championship? That deep, I just feel like, like, I mean, right now, if the Seahawks were to make it to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, that game is literally a blowout. Going away with the Chiefs. I mean, they will, they will crush that defense. Well, I think part of the problem is Russ looks real good when he, I think it's like over 30 passes. If he throws over 30 passes, turnovers start coming real quick. If he's under 30 passes, it's somewhere in that area. I don't know the exact. I can't remember exactly. But somewhere in that area, if he's under, the turnovers are almost non-existent. If he goes over that number, that's where – I mean, he threw interceptions that were just not good decisions, yeah, which you don't usually see from him. I was shocked that the Buffalo defense – I mean, they still gave up like 34 points, but they came to play. 
and they caused quite a few turnovers that helped build that lead up until you know Seattle got back into the game a little bit, but for a little while it was a little lopsided. So have you ever seen a team change their identity so drastically in just a couple short years? Yeah, the Broncos did it. Broncos when? Broncos went from a completely offensive team to a defensive team in literally one season. No, 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 they didn't. Yes, they as did. soon as Peyton no, left, they did. They weren't a defensive team. They, they just didn't have any offense. 2012 to 2014, they were completely offense. 2015, they were completely defense. Absolutely. Look up the numbers. Yep. What? Well, I mean, it doesn't happen often. That was only that wasn't a, an identity change in the sense that the identity of the team completely flipped. It was Peyton isn't Peyton anymore, and we have to win that way. It's compared to where Seattle was so, all defense again, for how many years in a dynasty, it, and now they're all offense. It may be rare, but it it happened. But for Seattle, yes, they've basically all the high priest guys except for Bobby Wagner are gone, and the twelfth man is gone. We've talked about that and a lot. They don't this have year, the twelfth man. This how year. no fans and COVID has affected a lot of things. Right. But again, they're still one of the top teams. They've only lost two games, so yeah. give them I, give them a little bit of leeway. I think I think everybody rating them in the top five and that right was, now is that little, was in Buffalo, wasn't it? It, it was. was. Yeah, it was. It was but Buffalo. again, there's no home away this year. There, you traveled I mean, there from the you traveled, traveled, I mean, but when you when you're talking about a team that's barely waking up by the time they're playing a football game on the East Coast, there there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I, I've always I mean, I know the numbers back that up, but I think your professional athletes get your shit together. Agreed. They still scored 34 points, but again, they just they they kind of were they were um what do we say? They were flat flat for the first couple quarters. Real quick, I got something on the Seahawks defense. So the Seattle Seahawks have allowed 2,897 passing yards this season, the most by any team in the first eight games in the Super Bowl era. Wow. Bam. That's a lot. That's a lot. When you think about <clears> – They're lucky me. they can score so many points. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the the season record for passing yards, a little over 5,000, and the Seattle defense has allowed more than half of that already, that's – that's a porous defense. You know, when you don't have that offense, you just have the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- producer's talking real nicely about his Cowboys right now and how wonderful they look. We'll get there, producer. Don't worry. We'll don't get worry. There. Don't worry. We'll have a microphone for him next next week. <laughs> he likes to chime in a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All so right, let's go to where the next are we game. At? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to go with the Ravens beating the Colts. Good game. It was a good game. Well, at least the first half. I felt like the first half, the Colts were competitive. In the second half, Baltimore came out and said, you know what? We're going to change something. We're going to whoop your ass. What did they change? Does it matter? They yeah. won. Lamar Jackson passing. That's what happened the second half. He still wasn't really. I mean. He was He was like 7-7, seven 7-8 seven, seven on. Um, why my mind just went blank on what. Um, bootleg, rollout kind of kind of things. 7-7. Seven seven for It was like close to 100 yards in the I second just, half. I don't like – Phillip Rivers plays a real defense. I just don't like it. Baltimore is a real defense. They are. So that's why I don't like Phillip Rivers. I mean – He's going to fold when he plays a good defense like that. He looked pretty good, like Zach said, that first half. Granted, when you were really the good The only points Baltimore scored in the first half were defensive. Yeah, that is true. Phillip Rivers is going to give you opportunities. It's just do you take advantage of them or right. not? I mean, I will give you that. Statman, you got anything? Not at this moment. How how uh, the tool man run? Not well. Not very good. Not well. So what's going on there? Why is he not getting? I mean, he their offensive get the line one, is fine. 
It's one of the better offensive lines in the league. Can't tell you. I don't know why they're not using him. I wish they would because he's killing my fantasy teams. You were really high on him coming into the season. <clears throat> really high on him, yeah. So no indications, no nothing on what's happening there? Not Is it. he getting the touches? Are they using him regularly? What's going on? Not the last couple games. Jordan Wilkins has been getting the majority of the touches. Yeah. So what happened with Taylor? And you don't hear anything. Is I know it? he had a fumble either this week or last week. It was this week. He yeah. had some issues with that in college. It's been something that I believe with that his was resume. They, the they, first defensive touchdown by Baltimore. Yeah, they don't have the ability to overcome <clears throat> errors like that with the Indiana Well, they have no wide receivers yes, either. Yes, right. Pittman's coming back. T.Y. sounds like he might play this week. But that's irrelevant because T.Y. hasn't produced at all <laughs> with Phillip Rivers. Thank you. T.Y. is not T.Y. Yeah, but Paris Campbell was in the beginning of the year, and he's still out. Paris was burning the first two games. So, I mean, maybe when they all come back and healthy, but they need a new quarterback. Put the setback. Thankfully, they only put $25 million into Rivers, and it was only a one-year deal. So oh They can move he on. He won't be coming back, I don't feel like. It'll be interesting. They to could be players for a guy like Darnold or, or another quarterback that might be looking to move on. Somebody's going to get lucky with Darnold. I'm calling that now. Somebody's I don't know if lucky is the term I would yeah. use. Darnold is a franchise quarterback. And if he gets on a team that's actually going to if, put some talent around him, he's going to produce. If I could get Darnold on the Colts for maybe a second round pick. It's going to be a first. I you would want Darnold, okay it's going to be a first. I'm, I'm not giving a first for any guy that, you know, is, is not. I have to put a lot of money into if he does turn out being good. I'm not going to do it. That's just me. I don't like Darnold, so don't look at me with those I eyes. Thought, I thought you were on the Darnold. I said he possibly could be good, but I agree with Pinky. You can't give up your first-round pick for him. Write it out with Especially if you're would, at the top of the draft. like You don't want to give up a first-round pick take, when you can just draft well, him. I don't think Indy's going to be at the top of the draft. Neither will San Francisco by the end. I think maybe, maybe they'll sneak into the top ten. Maybe. But here's my thing, especially with San Francisco. Everybody comes back healthy next year. You don't need a top ten pick. You're already sure would help though, a lot. Uh, we already saw that because as soon as they got the second pick and took Bosa, their defense was completely on a different level with Bosa in there. Okay, do this. Would you take Darnold over Baker? Yes, I would have taken Darnold over Baker to begin with. Okay, fine. But if you put Darnold on that team right now, do you think they're a legit playoff team? Yes. So why wouldn't you give up a first for that? If you're already in the position to be a contender, why would you not? It's not, not guaranteed, man. It's not guaranteed. Neither is that first round pick. You just still don't know what you have with Darnold. I know he's better than Baker. I can I can agree yeah. with that. I'd say he's better than Locke. I'd take Darnold over Locke right now. I don't know, man. You put Locke in Darnold's situation and they both completely fail. Darnold hasn't been proven yet because he's on a Darnold's team. still not done. He has great, no weapons around him. But again, it's hard to judge because there's nothing there. I think that's why I've judged it though, is because I've seen what he's done with nothing. Nothing in the NFL, and he's actually produced some games where you go, Holy crap, that's amazing! How many wins has he produced this season? It's a team game, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> well, I feel like when your whole team sucks, the quarterback can't do anything about it. If he can't hand the ball off to anybody, if nobody's blocking for him up front, if he can't throw it to anyone, and there's nobody on the defense stopping them, what do you want that guy to do? Especially when he's man only 20 crush. He does have a little bit of a man crush. I just think he's got the shaft, and nobody's giving him any credit. This isn't a Mark Sanchez situation. Caleb would give him the shaft. That's fine. <laughs> totally He'd love would. it, too. <laughs> After he pops some cherries. <laughs> <laughs> Anything right, else on that right. one? Yeah, what else we got? <laughs> all right. We, 
We got the Texans barely beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson looking real good. It's the Jaguars. Yeah, and barely. I'd give, give Jake Luton more credit right now because he looked pretty good. Houston's <laughs> defense is terrible. Well, so is Jacksonville's. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, and honestly, this game was not close. Like there was a backdoor cover ninety seconds with ninety seconds left. Yeah. It was a nine-point game before 90 seconds. Like, this game was not close. Houston was in in control the entire game. But Jacksonville opinion. had a chance to win. They did. Or, or tie. They, they had did. a chance to get that two-point conversion. They do, and they go into overtime. But I know Shark looks healthy finally, and he's looking like a number one again. So, again, well, yeah. and with Robinson, I think they've got some pieces to actually move forward with. Well, when you have one play for 72 yards and a touchdown – Anyone's going to look good. Well, he still had, I think it was six catches, seven catches for like 140 yards. So you take that away, he's still got six for 70 or something like that roughly, which when you've got your backup quarterback coming in as a rookie playing, that's some good numbers still. Yeah, he was seven for 146 and a touchdown. Yeah. So you take away one catch, 70 yards and a touchdown, he still went six for 70. That's pretty good still. You know who I like with the Jags is Robinson. Oh, yeah. You can build with him for sure. I mean, faux show. And it sounds like a Zigbo might be coming back healthy finally. So then they have a nice replacement to give Robinson a couple rests here and there, which I think will only make him more effective when he doesn't have to be every single play. Well, is Luton still a starter next week or is Minshew? Yes. Yes. Yeah. As of now, yes. I, I Honestly, I, think I don't know if Minshew gets another shot if yeah, Luton maybe keeps not. playing this way. Let him, let him shoot it out see what he's got. Are they then in the Lawrence Fields debate for sure? The Jags? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Minshew's gone, right? I mean, he had a chance this year to prove that he should be the starter, and he just didn't. I still see a lot of physical limitations with Minshew that he's fun to watch, but, I mean, you literally have to have an entire team around a guy like that to be competitive, and that takes a lot. If I can just get a guy that I just need a couple pieces with, you're going to be better off. They're, they're going to draft the quarterback for sure. So probably a whole new coaching staff next year then? Yeah, I would get rid of Doug Marone. Marone's gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been here this year. Sure. I Correct. agree. Or this last or the year before this. Right, right. I mean, it's been quite a few. since. Doug after, Marone's not a very good head coach. He's no, not. he's not at all. So on the other side, though, who do you think comes in with Houston to coach next year? And do they finally get a couple extra pieces around Deshaun? No, because they have no draft picks. Why is that, Pinky? <laughs> Because Bill O'Brien's a moron. What did he do? He Trying to win now. Traded everybody to win now. How'd that work out Not for well. Houston? Now, again, they, this season, they did play like four straight playoff teams to enter the year, and they didn't do well against any of them. So, Do you think the owner's regretting allowing O'Brien to handle GM duties while the GM went out with his issues? I mean, probably the the biggest thing that helped, that that really hurt them is they tried to hire one of the Pats guys and the Pats wouldn't let him go, and so then they were like, "Oh, we'll just let Bill O'Brien be the GM for this year, and then we'll try to get him next year." And then that didn't work out. So they're still looking at hiring him next year. So the rumor is, uh, I think it's Nick Casario for the Pats and Josh McDaniels is the rumor. If anybody picks up Josh McDaniels, they just put their franchise back ten years. Orange glasses, but yeah. No, I don't think it's <laughs> – I think he's burned so many bridges exactly. in the NFL at this point that well, even if he, he is a good head coach as far as X's and O's go, I don't think he's going to have any favors that people are going to help him out with, and that's, that organization is just going to get run into the ground. What he did with Indy was just wrong. Yeah, that's my I mean, point. Wow, if you think about that, maybe 
Indy would be a lot better than they are right no, now. Indy, Indy's got a good coach. No, Indy did the yeah, right Frank thing. Rice they got lucky. Coach. He's a good sure. coach, I agree. McDaniels did them a favor. Actually, they lucked into a good coach because yeah. of what McDaniels did yep. to them. But that's what I mean. I think he's burned so many bridges across the NFL between the Denver job and then what he did to Indy. Even if he does get a chance somewhere else, I don't think oh, he's, he's got anybody he's getting a job. Oh, yeah, he's definitely Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah. And then he's going to be done in two years. You gonna. don't work with Bill Belichick and be done in two years. I'm telling you, that's what you watch. They'll Belichick will retire. McDaniels will take that job, and they will be done with him in two years. Oh, you think he's going to get the Pats head coach job? Bill's not, Bill's not retiring. So. Yeah. I think Bill's got <laughs> another. McDaniels isn't getting it. I think he's got another three years, and I think McDaniels isn't waiting. I think that's the whole reason he's there still. And he hasn't gone anywhere else is because crap basically said, you're the heir in waiting. Just stick around. When Bill's gone, it's your job for as long as you want it. I, I don't think Bill's gone in three years. I think he's going to coach as long as his health allows him. Agreed. I agree with him, too. It'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll do see. I, do I think McDaniels will probably be the coach of the Patriots? Yes, I do. But I don't think it's in three years. That's a long time to wait, man. Maybe I don't think he's going to wait for that. I don't think he's going to have a choice. I really He'll don't. have choices. We'll see. We'll see. Hit He'll me have next. Non-man crush right there. I, I don't you know like what? McDaniels. I just know what it, he had him chances. And, He'll have more. Him and Gay should get together. Run Ooh, a team. There you go. That would be perfect. <laughs> For the XFL or what? <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a good owner now, so you never know. There you go. All right, so we got the Panthers barely losing to the Chiefs. And this game was close. Good game. It was a great game. Great Teddy game. is looking like a legit franchise quarterback i was pretty shocked because the chiefs defense has played pretty good most of the season and they didn't look sharp against the panthers at all i disagree with that slightly i think it was more the panthers are they're young we've talked about this they're trying to find their rhythm still rules still getting used to the nfl game but i think they have the weapons that they can do that to people it's just not consistent yet well christian mccaffrey was back and i mean that's just that helps helps a lot if you have a really really good defense you don't give up 31 points though so yeah I've never. You, you hold them to like 17, 21. But the Chiefs aren't a really, really good defense. They're they've, good defense. They've been top 10 most of this season. They, uh, this season, ranking people top 10 is a little subjective because you're playing teams that may not have everybody. You're not playing with crowds, which I don't can think help they've a played lot. Any, well, I guess they played Tennessee, right? They had COVID. Um, they haven't played Tennessee yet. Haven't? No. Who'd they just have the scare about with COVID? Raiders. And the Raiders the Ra- beat them. Raiders beat them, yeah. That's true. That's right. With not their starting offensive line. No, they, they had, were missing. They, had it. they, they had were that. missing. The, they were missing two, I thought. It was the following week. No, it was the following week. Was it? Yeah. Okay, still. I don't think it's a great defense. I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. And they haven't played a crazy amount of I think of it's a good enough defense still to win the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I just, just enough to great. not lose the game. The offense is also great enough to win the Super Bowl. They're they're like the Broncos of old with Peyton where it's like we're going to score 50 points and we might give up 40, but we're going to score 50, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a good analogy. And Panthers, had they not had the, the fake punt for 60 yards or whatever they busted that off for, like they had to pull out all the stops just to try to compete with Kansas City. And Mahomes said, no, not in my house. But they did compete with Kansas City. They did. All the no way one, no one gave I'm them a chance. I'm just saying they had to pull out every stop. Yeah, the line was pretty like high on that the, game. It was. Ten and a half, I think. Yeah. So the fact that the Panthers stayed. I mean, it was a pretty close game throughout the fourth quarter. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I put 20 on the Panthers. Nice. Cover the spread or win? Cover the spread, yeah. Did they cover it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. By a lot. For by sure. Lot. 
ten and a half. I know. I was kidding. So, <clears throat> Your sarcasm is just never caught on the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Curtis Samuel's looking pretty good for the Panthers. Yo, talk about a vulture. Swiss Army knife. Talk about a vulture. That dude is taking balls inside the ten and taking people's touchdowns. Now, will he do that when Christian is back fully? Because he's week to week now with a late shoulder injury in that game, so he may not even play this week. He's but, not playing this week. Well, he's still week to week. No, it got called. He's not playing. No, he's not. It got called. No, and then they changed it. I'm telling you, they changed it about an hour after that came out that he wasn't playing. They changed it to he's week to week. His shoulder's just not feeling well. We have to see how it holds up. So right. there's still an outside chance he plays this weekend. I think him and Curtis Samuel make a good pair. So what do you do with Mike Davis? See ya. Really? You let him go? I mean, probably not right now because Christian's hurt, but why not? What did Mike Davis do? Hold on. It wasn't great. Uh, he had five receptions for 34 yards, and he had one carry. But like you said, Christian was back. Yeah, but Curtis Samuel had more carries than Davis. Right, but he's, he's a, like you said, Swiss Army knife. You're not going to run him as your primary back if Christian gets hurt again. you got to keep somebody around. Now, Bonifant is still there on the practice squad and stuff, so you have some options. But what Mike Davis showed, I think that'd be tough to let go. Yeah, They're not letting him go. No, I didn't say let him go. I mean, there's you not... just said see ya. Yes, yeah, <laughs> see ya ass to the bench. <laughs> not, I'm going to cut you. All right, so. fair, fair. Again, I think Panthers are up and coming, and they're going to be a team that can compete they're be for many years to come. They're, they're just a year everyone. or two away still. Yeah. Kansas City's Kansas City, let's be honest. <laughs> you don't bet against Mahomes. Yeah, no. It's a bad idea. It is a pretty bad He'll idea. He'll probably find out that you yeah. did and then I just hate throw the a left-handed Chiefs, the whole But game. I like Mahomes. I mean, they're fun to watch. They score so many points that it's hard to hate watching them play football. Well, and he's got a head and shoulders commercial now with Paul Malu. So how can you be mad at that guy? That's hey, a funny commercial. He still well, puts ketchup on a steak. So. As a guy with no hair on his head, <laughs> screw that guy, dude. <laughs> Uh, There's some bitterness here. <laughs> what about he's also in the Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Nothing. 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 Coming out as like probably one of the best running backs, especially going to the Chiefs. Is he though, or was it just a Burrow situation? I'm kind of thinking it was just Burrow. I mean, granted, he probably will come on and be a pretty good running back. I mean, he showed he's had flashes. He's a pretty good running back. They just don't give him the ball enough. And again, they have too many weapons. Their offensive line doesn't open the best holes for a running back to run through, anyways. So, hey, what about Le'Veon Bell? What about, what about Le'Veon? Worthless. Who's, yeah, completely worthless. Who's Le'Veon? All this talk about, oh, they got two running backs. Nope. Doesn't matter. He's done. Again, their old line doesn't open up holes great enough to help either one of those guys. That It just doesn't matter. They're going to throw the ball regardless. Well, yep. I mean, when you got they're it, not you really got it. Using, they're not really using him in the passing game much either, and that was the whole point they drafted him. That was literally the reason they drafted him coming out of college was he's going to be a pass-catching back, and he's going to be dangerous in this system. He's no Kareem Hunt, okay? That's all I know. Who is? Yeah, who is? <laughs> so, we good? Done. All right. We got the Minnesota Vikings over the Detroit Lions. Oh, Somebody's cooking, and it's not Russ. Dalvin Cook going for that Russian title. So, I hope you guys listen to me and put him in your core four with DFS. Zach said you have to start him in DFS. You have to. He got you the three-time number that Zach's always talking about. Well, he got, he got more than that. Pretty sure I said he wouldn't score 40 or 50 again, and here he goes scoring 40 or 50 yeah. again. So, you think Minnesota finally figured it out? Yeah, just dump it off the cook. Let him run it. 
Nice little screen pass, 60-yard touchdown. Kirk Cousins, we're going to give you 14 passes a game. Dalvin Cook, you're going to run the ball every other possession. It's working. And they are winning games. And their defense is good. Come on, it's a minimum of 20 passes a game. I don't know. I feel last like week last, was 14. Maximum. I, it was 14 last week, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. This week it was closer to 20, I think. But last was week 20. was 14. 13 for 20. Let's not 220 and three TDs. De- Detroit's run D is pretty weak. Yeah. They're pretty last bad. in the league, pretty, isn't it? Pretty, pretty bad. I think their D in general is pretty bad. Well. But their run D is real I'm pretty bad. sure. When you hire an ex-Patriots to coach your team, it's always worked out really well. Yeah. Is that, Did you catch is that, that sarcasm, sarcasm again? I got it. I got you on this one. Dalvin Cook, 22 carries, 206 yards. <laughs> Nasty. What's crazy, though, is it took him these last two weeks to catch Derrick Henry. And he's only like 30 yards ahead of Derrick Henry right now for the rushing title. With one less game, though. Derrick Henry's got one more game played than he does. No, they both had their bye. They've both had their bye already. Yeah, but Cook was hurt one game. Yeah, he didn't Alexander play. Alexander Madison Okay, played. okay, okay. I'll give you that, but... Team-wise, they both have the same number of games. Correct, but Cook only played seven games. Henry's got Okay, eight. fine. So I guess what I'm really getting at, does does Derrick Henry have the ability to continue this the rest of the season, or does Derrick Henry just start running away? Well, we know what Derrick Henry does. The second half of the season, he's Well, Derrick Henry had out. a poor game, too. He did. Yeah, so here's a stat for you. Dalvin Cook is the first running back in Vikings history with 200-plus scrimmage yards and two, t- two TDs in two consecutive games. Think about that for a second. Who Adrian was their last? Peterson didn't who do was that? their last? Yeah. yeah. Think about that. I know Adrian Peterson had quite a bit of 200-yard games. but Yeah, he didn't catch a lot of football, so that's... No, I mean. and it wasn't... When Adrian was at his prime, using the running back in that type of situation wasn't very widely kind used. Kind of shocked because Robert Smith used to catch a lot, and he ran pretty good, too, for the Vikings. He did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but, but Cook had 209 rushing yards this week. Yeah, I think Robert Six. Smith was never that kind of talent. Oh, no, no, no. He, he might get a couple hundred yards. He might get 100 yards rushing one week. He'd usually add in some passing. Not to mention they were playing, or he was playing alongside of Randy Moss. So the likelihood Correct. of you getting as many touches as Dalvin Cook gets right now is not going to happen. So and Chris Carter was there too, I still think. Mm-hmm. Yep, At so. the beginning, yep. yeah, yeah, for a couple years. So, yeah, I mean, those were actually fun teams to watch. Dante Culpepper throwing those bombs and starting doing the rolling yeah, as buddy. he's in the middle Heck of the field. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bus going around. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that. So what about your boy, Irv Smith Jr.? Hey. Two touchdowns? Two catches, two touchdowns, 10 yards. That's all you need for fantasy, right? (laughs) But I told you, I do believe at some point in the season they will start getting him the ball where he's able to make plays. I don't care if he's only getting two touches, 10 yards, and two touchdowns. Like Fantasy-wise, that's great, yes. But in the grand scheme of things, it also shows you that they do believe he's a weapon, and I think he's going to get broken into the offense more and more as the season goes along. Negative. You have Kirk Cousins. Three weeks now. He's he's been he's a tight end one. Three. Yeah, because of touchdowns. Because of touchdowns only. But it's coming off of their bye. Tight end ones for fantasy. I'm just saying, coming off. What of is their he bye, ranked overall? Two hundreds. There aren't that many tight ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm saying <laughs> they don't use. It's it's amazing that they don't use the tight end a lot in that offense. Well, they don't even use but, Kyle Rudolph that much. But Gary anymore. Kubiak's offense is usually the tight ends don't produce a lot of great numbers, but they do get some touchdowns. Yep. Two catches, two touchdowns. There you go. Would you not take that every week from your tight end though? For fantasy, yes. Any, any, right, real life. Now give that shit to Cook. 
In real no, life, you're let, telling me... Let Jefferson get some love here. Come yeah, on now. Yeah. He's falling Screw all your guys. My boy's coming on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you're on the one-yard line throwing a one-yard TD pass to your tight end. Because that's the modern NFL. You Give it to Cook. <laughs> Three times in a row. Three times, yeah. Four times even. I mean, Let Detroit try to go right. 99 Look, yards. nobody learned from Seattle, okay? <laughs> nobody. Obviously. <laughs> Except for the Patriots who failed. Good point. The Patriots learned, and they still didn't do what they needed to <laughs> All right. against Seattle. You want anything else on this one? Yeah, Detroit. Uh, Swift's, Swift's starting to come on. Stafford still, so went out with a concussion. Yeah, well, Swift's definitely the guy. I believe he led with 13 carries. Yeah, he's he's the dude now. Other than that, Hawkinson's looking good this Hawkinson year. Hawkinson is looking good. Other than that, though, Galladay can't stay on the field. So they, if Patricia sticks around another year, I will be oh man. There's no way Patricia makes it through this season. He'll be back. There's with just the no reason to fire year. him right now. Because right. now here's something crazy, and I don't think this is even a remote possibility because I don't think this guy would accept the job. But what do you think would happen in Detroit if you finally got somebody in there like a enemy? Do you think that could be turned around finally? I mean, I think he would do good, but there's there's no way he takes that job. Plus, he's going to the Broncos. I feel like he's the number one candidate this season for the Broncos. Oh, he has to be the number one. He has to be. Anybody that's not got him at the top of their list is foolish. And I, I feel like if Denver were to fire his coach, we would be at least a good option for him. I think it would be between Houston and Denver. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think the thing that's Our scares, defense is better. Come this yeah, way. Yeah, I think the thing, I mean, though, that scares me is well, Deshaun f- Watson's better. And the I think fact, he would love to play but we have, But we have draft picks. We have cap space. We have, we have offense. Ton, I know. We have a ton of talent. Don't get me wrong. I think that I think that would put us over the edge. I'm just saying I think that Deshaun Watson starlight over there so I think is, is bright. As, as we get to that, I think John Elway needs to start sending out some feelers. Hey, enemy, what would you think about taking this job? I haven't fired Vangio yet, but I'm thinking about it. But he could what be your you defensive think? coordinator. No. That's not going to happen. No. He won't accept that. But. Yuck. I mean, we already got the good defense for it. Kind of already fits in. All Maybe. right, move on. We're. I feel like we're starting right, to get into right, the Broncos right, game. Right. Uh, the Bears losing to the Titans. Oh, yeah. Who didn't see that coming? No either? shocker here. Trubisky's going to be the starter within the next two games. Yeah, full sucks, dude. Telling you, if you could just play Trubisky in the first half and then trot out Foles in the second, it'd be beautiful. It would work. But Trubisky's been hurt. I've come to the conclusion that the problem in Chicago is not the personnel or the front office. It is Nagy. Ooh. I wouldn't disagree. I don't like Nagy. I haven't liked it since the first year. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. I thought he was right in Andy Reid's coattails, so... I think Trubisky might actually be talented enough to be a decent starting quarterback, and I think Nagy is negative. The That's a negative ghost writer. Trubisky sucks. Yeah, dude, he's bad. He can't read a defense. He's athletic enough that he's like a he's a Blake Bortles. No, actually, yes. I saw some stats that Blake put Bortles. him that put him in a category that I was not expecting. He, he's a Blake Bortles. His numbers but, actually to start this season so, would say if you did if you did a blind a blind survey and you just put people's stats up. Nobody would have ever but, thought twice about benching Trubisky. I'm not, I'm not they blind. Would have been I know what my eyes tell me. Yeah. My eyes tells me he sucks. Pinky, I don't trust your eyes. They your eyes old. have been real bad on a lot I of things. I got my glasses hey. on today. I can see. I remember last time we were talking about your eyes, they were lion eyes. Sometimes they are lion eyes. I mean, let's just start with what did your eyes tell you about Jackson? I thought he would keep running. I am for real. He's not running well enough this year to make He's up done after one year. 
I did say that. Yeah. He can't be healthy. He's never going to be able to do this. He's done. What did you say about him this year? Is well, that he, what Pinky sounds like? Yeah, that is not what Pinky sounds like. That sounds that, a lot that's, better that's than that. That's what that, that smooth voice He's sounds like. He's not That's what happened. That's what the lion eyes were saying. And get off my yard. Get, get off <laughs> yeah, my these yard. These the get off my yard guys, by the way. <laughs> you you got to get that look, buddy. Yeah. Once you get that look, it's on. Exclusive class. I'm sorry, man. I don't see it from Trubisky at all. I don't. Oh, dude, I'm not saying I would want him. I'm just saying he's a serviceable quarterback. The numbers no. say he's a serviceable. He's quarterback. a backup. He's a backup. He could start for at least ten teams and be a better option. Bullshit. Name five. Ten. Name all ten. No. Yeah. Name okay, all ten. Is even better. Jacksonville. He would be a better option for Jacksonville. I don't know. I'll take Minshew over Trubisky any day. Oh, Luton no. right yeah. now. I think I would too. One one time rookie okay, starter. What's, really? So what's next, you got. So nine you're wrong more. on that one. Yeah. Let's go next. Oh, nine more. Wow. Nine more. Let's okay. go. I'd take him over Daniel Jones right now. Wrong. <laughs> Definitely wrong. Wrong. Uh, Danny Danny Dimes does turn the ball over a lot more than what I like, but that's why I would take Trubisky over. He's him. much faster. <laughs> next, you're wrong on that one. Eight next. more. Yeah, I take him over Kirk Cousins right now. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> no way. Really? No way, dude. <laughs> Give me some more whiskey. Pull Zach, see if you can pull up his season stats. You got a phone? No, oh man. Let's not, let's not go that far. You got dude. seven more to go. Caleb, just admit that you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you guys now, if you looked at his stats and you didn't see his name next to it, you would actually but have no problem starting that guy. We've all said stats don't paint the whole picture, right? They don't, but if I'm saying Nagy's the issue and not the quarterback, Seven I'm more telling teams. you this dude is better than we've seen. Nagy's bad. Trubisky's really bad. Oh, okay? Man. Really? You still got really seven bad. more teams no, to go. No, we're good. We'll just move on. There's no point in naming Who's the another next? seven. Just, just say the next one. Because no, there good. are another seven. <laughs> we're, we're good. He doesn't know. Patrick just, Mahomes. Just, <laughs> just move on then. I, I would pick Trubisky over. Danucci, yes. I was going to even put them in this conversation. Danucci or Garrett (laughs) Gilbert or Andy Dalton, I would take Trubisky over. (laughs) Cowboys, go to make a trade right right. now. Cowboys, I got it. Sneak into the playoffs still. Would you take him over Tua? No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. Tua's looking great. What about Darnold? I'm just trying to take him over Darnold. I like Darnold, so no. You're out of options here, so there's not ten teams there's, you I'm would take over. Ten was an overstatement. You guys are just gonna keep. I feel like you just overstated. That's Can you I even don't. name ten teams? Oh, <laughs> God, look, I'm telling you, if you saw blind stats, would you, you guys take him would over him Cam Newton right now? Dude, I might. I actually might. Trubisky could actually throw a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> I might take him over Cam even right now. Would you take him over Drew Locke? Ooh, that's maybe, a tough maybe. One. I might, I might, and I, that, but that's another one where I think it's more the coach than the player. I think if Locke had a competent if, offensive coordinator, okay, it wouldn't even be. A we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, that. to that. We'll get to that. All right, let's go to uh, the Giants over the Washington football team. If Daniel Jones can beat anybody, it's the Washington Redskins. He's four and zero against them, and Pinky really bad against everybody else. He said it. I think you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on in this game. It's kind of other than Allen. I did say it. Sorry, guys. It's hard to. Pick it's that hard out, not though. to. I know. I understand. The I Washington grew up with football it. team, and now they're going to keep that. It sounds like as their team name. Dan Snyder's an idiot. Just want to let you know why people are not offended by that. Producers, people are not offended by that, according to him. So there's no reason we should not be still calling them by a certain name. 
I guess the good news is they're going to find out what they got in Alex Smith. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm still baffled Haskins isn't starting this season. Find out what you have. Let him yeah. play a full season. At this point, by not letting him play, you're killing his trade value. Yes. Absolutely you are. What do you plan on getting for him now? A seventh round pick? Like, a, comp- a compensatory middle of the season? Give me a seventh if he plays any snaps for you next season. If he doesn't play any snaps, you give me nothing. Jeez Louise. Dan Snyder's an idiot. I don't think Ron Rivera was a good hire if you want to if you want to coach up the talent you have. I think he's a good coach that you hired specifically to write the ship. He's at least a, he's a good stabilizer. Yes. Yeah, that's all. He's a transitional period right now is all he is. And, I mean, again, he, he made a Super Bowl, so he's at least shown that he can do it. So, Gibson, Gibson's got a little nicked up. He's starting to come on these last couple of weeks as they're starting running back, too, showing some real talent. If we all know the down, real talent here in Washington is McLaren. Scary, scary Terry. F1's looking real nice. He is, All he does is put up points. He does. He he is a true number Seven one. Seven for 115 and a touchdown. He is voting team captain, actually, too. Second-year player being a leader on that team does not say very good things about what they have on that team. And no offense to Scary it, it, Terry. Well, they don't it have doesn't matter what quarterback's there. in there. He's scoring. Yeah. I just mean right. you should have some type of veteran leadership. Dynasty keeper. Foshau. Foshau. Next. Next. We don't even talk about the Giants and they won. <laughs> nah, I don't have any. We don't to really say about need them. to. Everyone knows what the Giants are. Daniel hey, Jones didn't make a buffoon I run mean, this gonna, week. Shout out, shout out to Blake Martinez. Having a great season for the Giants. He is having a great hey, season. Weren't there like three or four turnovers by Washington in that game? Yeah. What's your point? The point is, is that Daniel Jones didn't win the game. No. He the, had no turnovers. So he didn't lose the game. You're right. He didn't lose the game, but Washington basically just handed the Giants the game. Oh, here's the ball. Oh, you want the ball? Here you go. Yeah, well, I mean, here you go. what Washington does this year. But Danny Dimes does that same thing. He didn't this one game. Which is why I said Trubisky. Dude, Trubisky sucks worse than Danny Dimes. If they have a pick in the top three, you think they're keeping Danny Dimes? Last week you said they should. I didn't ask what I thought. I said, do you guys think? No, I would no. I know for a fact I wouldn't. He turns the ball over too much for my liking. All the time. But you guys on the podcast last week both said you should give Danny Dimes one more year. That's I, on the podcast. Got, I think you got to give him Listen his to it, full, listeners. You know, repertoire of weapons. His actual offensive line, not half of them that are out from COVID or you know didn't come to the season. So I I think you got to give him one more year. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Uh, the Raiders beating the Chargers. Great game. Great game. Great game. I, I Great game. thought for sure the Chargers weren't going to lose this one in the fourth quarter. You'd but be no. wrong. Why would I you would... think that? They do that every single time. Well, I was hoping because I don't like the Raiders. Well, the win. Raiders had the lead the most of the game, so it was them. The Chargers coming back, and they didn't complete the comeback. Chargers are a good team that doesn't know how to close out yet. Well, Herbert doesn't know how to close out. No, yet. It's, I think it ain't it's, Herbert. I think it's play calling. They, they call they call pretty aggressive plays for him. Well, it seems like once they get up, they're kind of a little more conservative. And He's then, top five in passing yards and touchdowns right now. Yeah, because they're aggressive with him. Well, you can't do that unless he's good. He is good. Nobody said so he's I'm not. Saying, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm trying to 
Cotton over here. I don't think it's I don't think it's Herbert's fault by any means. No, Herbert is great, but what is San Diego right now more than Herbert and Keenan Allen? Oh, fine jar. Put him in the fine jar. It's LA. Oh my, my bad. My bad. Yeah, I've got a bunch of money in that Los jar. Angeles. <laughs> well, I it's think, fine. They should be San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but what do they have more than Herbert and Keenan Allen right now on Mike offense? Williams. Mike Williams is a nice piece, and Hunter Henry, Hunter if he's Henry's on the field, good. is good, too. I mean, Eckler's still pretty young if he comes back healthy. Kelly and Jackson haven't done squats. Well, Kelly hasn't. I mean. Pope? They Pope, gave it to yeah. Kalen Balage. Actually, who, who looked good last who week. Who we can root for because he's from Falcon, Colorado. Falcon Falcons from Falcon. That's right. We can root for Kalen Say Balage. that one more time. Falcon Falcons from Falcon. And I know this because my cousins went there. All right. <laughs> there you go. So he's a Colorado gentlemen. boy, yeah. so we can root for him. Okay. I mean, they, whatever. I still think on the other side, though, Raiders are legit. So this is just Raiders good. are legit. It's good for the Chargers. They're playing well. They're losing games at the last moment. Their draft picks are still going to be good. You say the same thing for Cincinnati, too. I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for them it's to like, win games this it, year. It's good for you guys to lose. Because you're only going to get better. That's I mean, right. It, he's he's right. But those are both – what's funny is those are two organizations that are notorious for so always finding a way to as, screw it up. As a fan, if I was a fan of the Bengals or the fan of the Chargers, I would be pulling my hair out. It is really hard to, like, play that well and lose because they really are playing well enough to win. But regardless, they're not going to beat the Chiefs in this, this year. They're not going to beat the Steelers in this playoffs. So why make the playoffs? Get a better draft pick. Continue to build the depth on the team, and they'll be competitive in the future. I think injuries have, have hurt them a little bit, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Zach, well, I talked well, about it. For the Darwin Chargers, James, that'll always help hurt Darwin, them because their strength and conditioning team is horrible. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, well, we'll, we'll continue to say it every Darwin year. Darwin James has had one full season. Yeah. Barely. I think he missed a game or two that season, yeah. too. So, Darwin James But when he is huge. on the field, he is. Best a, safety in the league. Yes. But he's got to be on the field Agreed. to be that. Agreed. So. so it was tough. It was it was really I'll say one last thing on this game. It was really fun to watch the Chargers go crazy after scoring what they thought was the winning touchdown. Only to have it change and then see the Raiders get to celebrate. That was kind of fun. As a guy that bet on the game for the Chargers as a pick, I it was there was no line. Just pick one or the Just other. Straight up. Yep, and I saw two touchdowns dropped in the last drive, and it was very, very unfortunate to see. And it was not Justin Herbert's mistake, and and I shouldn't throw that guy under the bus. He is the one thing. Especially when he's from Oregon. You would think you'd be a little kinder. Listen, I love Herbert, but I I hate seeing – a loss every single week, especially in the close. They're they're controlling the game most of the game. Oh yeah, no, they were behind in that game. Well, yeah, that game they were. <laughs> the Broncos four, they were not. Seventeen point Pre- leads blown. Yeah, previous four they were. They, they were just ahead, can't get it together. I think you guys are still Kills really them. low on the Raiders, and it's unfair. I'm not low on the Raiders. I think they're a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. Are they going to go far in the playoffs? No. They're going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You think over yeah. the Browns right now? Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. So last week it was the Browns were the sixth seed. This week the Raiders are. Well, and keep and, in mind, seven teams get in this year, and they could be eight. Think about right. it. They still got to play us twice. The Chargers one more Those time. Those are probably two wins. There's so, three maybe. Yeah, they've already beat the Chiefs. 
Who do the Browns have left? Easy schedule, actually. They, they definitely play the Steelers and the Ravens one more time apiece. <laughs> well, no, they already played Cincinnati tough. twice. Hmm? They already played Cincinnati twice. They, I don't know about that. Yeah, they played them week two. Okay. Thursday night game. Sure. Pretty sure. That wasn't. That wasn't that one. They did play Cincinnati and they and they beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that was Thursday night. Barely. It was a Thursday night, but they haven't played them twice. I don't think. Yeah, they didn't. They week, play. week two. Well, week one they, they played, played them Baltimore. last week. It was two weeks ago. I'll find it. You Move keep it going. Move it on. Damn you! I just stack <laughs> <laughs> guys moving all over the place here. All right, we got the Dolphins beating the Cardinals. Dolphins playoff team now. Dolphins, Dolphins looking legit. They're gonna. They might win the division. Yes. I don't know about that. Might. I do. I don't. I agree I don't know about that. I like. Well, I still like Buffalo to win the division, but I don't Miami know. Miami slipping into sixth or seventh right now. If They're seventh right now. Out, well, yeah. They're a playoff contender all day. Everybody killing Brian Flores with Tua coming in that first week with the way Fitzpatrick was playing. After last week, I'm not hearing anybody. Tua complain. played pretty bad last week. So two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Last week he played real good. This last this weekend he played very good football. Well, he was actually running a little bit too. Yeah. I also heard a quote that he said he still feels like he's running in wet sand. Now the Which Cardinals is, that's kind of crazy to think. Cardinals defense isn't much right now. They've got a lot of injuries, but the Arizona Cardinals offense does put pressure on you. So the fact that he basically could keep up with them because Kyler Murray was on fire. That well, game. that was his first hundred yard game. I got six yards. I got a stat for you guys. Oh, Jesus. Good. Kyler Murray has the most fantasy points, 233.5, by any QB through eight games since 1950. It's because Dak got hurt. And it's because 1950, dude. People weren't <laughs> playing fantasy in 1950. <laughs> you can still check what the scores would have been with everybody's stats all the way back. Caleb, we can both agree if Dak is still playing, he has more fantasy I don't, points. I don't agree with that. Yes. Well, you I should. Agree yeah, with absolutely. You should. Absolutely. Dak was like literally because their defense is so bad. Nope. He was putting up so many points. It's not even. I fun. don't agree with that, and this is why. And I called it at the beginning of the season, and you guys fought me every step of the way. Zach's and come around a little bit. We're about to again. Kyler is the best running quarterback in the NFL, and might be top five pure runners in the league. And that is why he has as many points as he does. He has six or seven rushing touchdowns, five hundred plus rushing yards. It's not because... He was also 21 for 26. Dak is throwing the ball a lot. He had the most passing yards and everything else, but he wasn't running a ton. No. So he wasn't getting those extra points that Kyler was. So Kyler would still be, I believe, the leading point scorer for fantasy right now. Yeah, but Dak was throwing four or five touchdowns a game. And like 400 yards. And he's still getting probably 30 rushing yards. So you're wrong. (laughs) I... Uh, trust me, Kyler's looking good. He, he is oh, fun to watch. Kyler looks great. But uh, you're sure. pushing that Kyler level really far, and that's fine. Again, he had four touchdowns in the game, and he still lost. Well, love, I'm not pushing any love. I'm throwing out a bunch a of, of facts that this dude is you money. Do, you are in love with him. I'll agree true. that he's the best running quarterback right now because Lamar's not looking great. But is he the best statistical fantasy player? No way. I didn't say that. I said he As has the QB. most points. No, we're talking about Dak versus him. And I'd if say Dak he is healthy, they're, than Dak. they're nowhere close if Dak's healthy. Oh, yeah. No chance. No, no chance. chance in hell. No chance. You guys are out of your minds to think all Dak was doing was throwing the ball, though. He wasn't getting all these extra points running. Dak is still number 19. <laughs> What's your point? He hasn't played for weeks, and he's still number 19? <laughs> Three games now. Three games. Four. Four? Yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. You're right. That doesn't matter. Oh, you guys. Continue. All right. All right. 
Anything on the Dolphins? I mean, we like Brian Flores. They're playing tough. They are right now a playoff team. Um, the NFL is also talking about moving it to eight teams. So they should be right there by the end of the season. No doubt. As a betting man, Dolphins have been covering quite well this season. They're an underrated dog for sure. And they're playing great. They're playing really competitive. Playing great. All right, moving on. We got the Steelers barely beating the Cowboys. And this was an ugly game. If I'm a Steelers fan, I'm, I'm kind of worried. Like, there's no reason that they don't beat the Cowboys for by at least 20 points. It's, it's, the, it's what Pittsburgh's known for. They play down to their competition, and they play up to their competition. So they did I thought exactly that was the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I think the Broncos a, don't play up to anybody. This was a game that Pittsburgh didn't even try. In. Exactly. And Ben Roethlisberger clearly got hurt in that game. If he's done, they're done. Agreed. Agreed. Well, he's on the COVID list right now. Yep. And a couple bum knees, so... But if he wasn't on the COVID list, he'd be on the out Which, for the weekend If he doesn't list. play this weekend, I can tell you right now, would be awful to watch. Having multiple Steelers on my fantasy team killed me this week. Having the Steelers defense paying up for him killed me this week. Told you not to. You shut your mouth. You don't know nothing. <laughs> I, I would have bet You money like Mitchell on, Tabisky. I would have bet money on them lighting up Garrett Gilbert, and that did not Agreed. happen for yeah. some reason. So this game, this game hurt again. It's Steelers syndrome. They they've done this since Mike Tomlin. I mean, I feel like they should have gotten at least. I mean, did they get like six or seven sacks in that game? Like they should have crushed that kid. No, they didn't disqualify. Look, this is what I took away from that game. Dallas showed that they're always going to be Dallas, which is in judging from the fact they are Dallas. Are you talking about losers? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. They're they're 500 at best, and they will find a way to break their fans' hearts in the best possible ways. They should have won that game. The Steelers had no business winning that game, and Dallas was like, you know what? Guys, we really shouldn't beat you. So I think we'll probably just fall over here the last couple of minutes, and you guys can come back. You know that would never be fair if you said any other team to be on their fourth quarterback and expect anyone to walk in there to win. Okay, but I'm not talking about like just the season. So unfair. Dallas's history since '97 has been eight and eight. That's not the point. Well, that first year they came out with our dad came out, weren't they? Thirteen and three. Yeah, thirteen. And then the next year they were six and ten. So they find a way to make up for it. Well, they might win the division at six and ten this year. No, they won't. I already, (laughs) I already told you. (laughs) Nobody can win that division going over six, nine, and one. And right now, it's probably going to be five, ten, and one. Philly's got the best chance. To I mean, Philly's going to get at least three wins. Right? We talked about this already their before. Their schedule is so hard coming up. Philly I still has, think Washington's going to beat Philly in that. Philly Ooh. has a better chance to win their division right now. A higher percentage chance right now to win their division. Than the Steelers. Well, it's because the Steelers have the Ravens right behind them. I don't care. The Steelers are undefeated. And there is a team at 2-5-1 and one that has a better chance of winning their division. That's three. not right. I think, I think the Eagles have three wins now. <laughs> Awkward, Awkward silence. silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, just, I don't really <laughs> know what to say that. Man. I, think, I think the I, Eagles well, have three wins. game, man. You're probably right. It probably is 3-5-1 and one right now. but I don't know. They had a bye this week. Who the hell knows? It's not good. I think they have 3-4-1 and one is what the Eagles are, I think. No, I think. 
Are they three? Yeah, I think they yeah, are. Yeah, I think they got three. Yeah. They do no, three. they're more than one game below 500. Because they've beat the Cowboys. They've beat the Giants. Pretty sure they probably beat the Redskins. They did. By three, four, and one. Maybe three. Three, four, and one. And boom goes the dynamite. I like it when I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. All, All right, move we, along. All right, the shocker of the week. The Saints 38, Tampa Bay 3. At home. Not a Ooh. shocker to me at all. Tampa Bay at what home. What do you mean not a shocker to you? You thought they were going to get blown out by blown 35? Out. Like, losing. Losing's one thing. Tom they Bray- got literally blown out. Oh, dude, after the first quarter, this game was over. You didn't over. think that was going to happen. 35 points. Losing, I, yes. You when, were talking shit about the Saints last week, about, oh, they're not great. Yeah, sure. I don't think the Saints are that good either. No, I don't. Obviously, you didn't listen to the podcast because last week, because I listened to it twice, and you literally told me that I don't want to hear the crap about Michael Thomas coming back. The week Michael Thomas comes back, they blow out the Bucks. I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah! I don't think either team's good. I think they're both overrated. I think they're both overrated. And you are absolutely wrong. Okay. How can any of those teams be overrated? I don't think either one of them's. Look, we all know most of the NFC teams are probably going to lose to the. I have a Super feeling Bowl. one of those two teams is going to make it the Super Bowl. Nope. Who do you, who's the Eagles? No. Three, four, and one. No, no, the Seahawks. No. no, I actually think it's going to be Green Bay. Oh. 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 I do. I think Tampa. It's going to be Tampa. Dude, you could run for 50, 60 yards against Green Bay's defense. Like that defense is bad. <laughs> And you could probably break Let's one for not 60. Give much credit. I don't think Tampa's that good. I can see you on you run for a first down. Next thing you know, you're on the sideline. Hey, what's what's gonna puff, happen? Puff, back out there, another first down. <laughs> you got this, man. We are in Colorado. Yeah, you hey, can do this. What's gonna ha- happen with Antonio Brown? He's gonna destroy the team. They're gonna implode. I don't so think he's so, gonna man. take them from a winning that. team to a losing team? Yes. Look what happened last week when Brady tried to force him the ball all game. That's Brady's fault. That's not yeah, Brown's yeah. That's fault. Let's no not get into the Brady, Brady discussion either because I think he's nothing that they wanted anyways. Oof. Yes. I still think they would have been better off keeping Jameis. No way in hell. Jameis Winston over Tom Brady. Yep. No. You've lost your mind. So Jameis Winston, more passing like yards. Said, Jameis Winston can throw the ball as well as any quarterback in the league. But he's got the... The turnover syndrome, man. He's like, who wants a turnover? You want one? Brady you ain't looking one? much better you this year. One? The ball's Brady's throwing. But what you're missing this year not, or this not. game? This, this year. This no, year. Disagree. This How many wins he got? I don't care about wins right now. I'm looking at the way well, he's playing. Well, you should. Wait, he's not playing because he's the reason that they win. Everything's about wins. Son? Are they six and two? or Are they not? If they don't have that defense, if they don't have that defense, are they six and three? I don't care what they are. If they don't have that defense, are they where they're at? Anyone? That wasn't the question. The question was, what is his record with his team? Okay, they're six and three. Is that because of Brady? Largely, yes. He's stabilized. He he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Jameis. He's pretty damn close. No, he's not. He's not on that level, son. Jameis had one season that was absurd. No, he had five. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He thirty-five and thirty was not his average. Twenty-five and fifteen was more like it. That's more than Brady's ever given up that's okay that's not the point now i'm talking about this year brady this year brady is no better than Jameis winston yes it is without Disagree, a doubt 100%. without a doubt brady cannot run the bruce arians offense he's not as good at it i agree 
but he doesn't turn the ball over at the rate that Jameis does that put them behind the sticks on a regular basis. What was their record last year? Like seven and nine. Yep. I think they're nine and seven this year, and it's not because of Brady. Well, they'll be more than that because they already have six. They're six and three right now. Okay, so. And Brady has a lot to do with that. Give him three more weapons. wins. That's where I think they end. They're getting more than three wins, huh? They'll be at least 10 and six. I'm going to say it again. One of those two teams is going to the Super Bowl. Zach's picking it right now. One of those two teams. One of them. It'll probably be Tampa because for some reason the Saints can't seem to win the big one. Or they have a blown call. They've had a lot of those. (laughs) So, either or. Kamara's still awesome. Michael Thomas looked good. Emmanuel Sanders had a touchdown. Saints are looking good, buddy. They didn't have to rely on those third and fourth receivers. One great game does not make a season. It does not, but it looked pretty good. Hey, Dallas had some great games too. Look at them. Division leaders at six and two. One bad one doesn't make a season either. That's not one bad game though. That game by Tampa was the worst that they played all season long. I agree. I don't it know. They played it pretty bad the against only, the Giants thank too. You. It wasn't the only bad game they had. They, didn't, they did play bad against the Giants, but they won. The only but Tom Brady had, never plays good against the Giants. The, they only had one this good game, and it was because the Packers came kryptonite. out and let them have it in the second half. Packers were winning that game the first half. They were first winning quarter. the first quarter. They were ten nothing. It was ten nothing Packers. I still think they won the first half of that game. First quarter of the quarter. Game. It flipped right after that. Whatever. As soon as Aaron Rodgers threw that pick six. And Second quarter. I, I still don't think the Buccaneers won that game. I think the Packers look like crap. Really? Because their record says otherwise. It was like 38 to 10. Like, what do you mean they didn't win that game? Yeah. All right, let's get off this game because we can go on this. Caleb's digging in. Let's yeah. move on. I'm not digging in any more than you, you guys are, are. You are digging in. All right. Although uh, Caleb's favorite quarterback, Man Crush, didn't play. Not my the favorite quarterback. Favorite not quarterback, a Man Crush. Man Crush. Uh, the Patriots squeaked out the victory. Joe over the Jets. Flacco looked like Super Bowl run MVP. Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco out of nowhere. He it was just like, like the Flacco of like 2002, man. Like, that oh, guy just you want a long dimes. pass? Here you go. You want a long pass? Here you well, go. Well, let's be honest. Joe Flacco is notoriously known as one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL, and it's about the only thing people said he did well. When he's protected, he he can do that. He's got and a big arm. They played. They they protected him pretty well that game. So. And the Pats' defense is not what it was the last couple of years with guys missing from the season because well, of COVID Gilmore's and still injuries. Out. And exactly. I would call it garbage. I don't know if I go garbage, but it's not good. Well, they've won two games all season. Three, three. My bad. Yeah, but they could easily instead of three and five, they could just easily be five and three. Two plays changed that season. Cam fumbling the ball on the seven when he looked like he was going in for a touchdown yeah. and getting stopped on the goal line against Seattle. True. You take away those two plays and they go the other way, they're five and three and nobody's talking anything about the Pats. Negatively, that is. Well, you could say the same thing about the Bears earlier. Like they should have one win versus But that's what I mean. I think I think the Patriots are a better team than people are giving them credit for right now, and the Bears are a worse team than people are giving them credit for right now. Fair. Cotton, since you're joining us, we call that fool's gold. They okay. are fool's gold. Okay. The Bears. The Bears? Bears yeah. The Bears. Oh yeah. The Bears. That team that you're like, more than wait, how do they have a winning record? Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, no. the Bears. They have no business having a winning record. I agree. I agree. <laughs> At all. They I don't got, like Foles. They got I don't so like Trubisky. lucky. I mean, I'll buy Foles a beer for Caleb being the Patriots. Caleb loves Trubisky. But. 
I'd buy any The amount of NFL words you guys are putting in my mouth this evening are absurd. Well, you did say you take him over 10 other quarterbacks. I said quarterbacks. probably 10. And the ones I named, I would have. Did probably come out of his mouth? Because I'm pretty sure he said 10. I don't he know, but 10. regardless, it was more like four to five. <laughs> and they were all garbage. I stopped after. Move on. You guys go look at his stats. All right. We got the Broncos. Oh, God. Losing to Atlanta. They, they have Man. no business being in any game right now. Wow. The uh, I, I did see a tweet. And actually, you know what? You guys say something. I'm going to pull up this tweet because this was – it was literally exactly what's happening. And it's like if the coach don't realize this is what's happening. I know where this tweet's going, and it's what I have to say just about every week with the Broncos. The play calling is atrocious. Once they allow Locke to start being more improvisational, things start moving a little better. Well, he scored 21 points. I got it here. The last two quarters of each game. This is from Terry – Carpenter Jr. from the Terry Carpenter Show, or TJ Carpenter Show. The way these games go, I feel like the first half is what the Broncos plan to do, and the second half is what Drew Locke wants to do. This is just conjecture, but what appears to be happening, maybe just let Drew Locke be Drew Locke and then run the offense he likes. Should have kept Scandrillo. Now, and there was a Video from Steve Atwater today. He said after he rewatched the game, he said he still likes Drew Locke a lot, but that O line in the first half was awful, atrocious. And it was, it really was, because again he was getting pressure right up the middle. He was getting pressure on the outside. He had free runners at him most of the game, and you're like, Atlanta's best two pass rushers didn't even play the game. So what does that lead you to believe? With you saying that, what 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 would you say your your deductive reasoning there, tells you? My my reasoning tells me that Pat Shermer's um, trash, uh, yes, garbage. Because again, it, it doesn't take that hard to put two tight Poo-poo. ends out there, or all those again, things. A lot of those things. Sewer water. <laughs> You're four for four. He's not bad. Rat poison. You're, he's really bad. Well, let's not go that far. He is killing this offense. He is killing the development of this young team. I feel like Pat Shermer's offense that he's wanting to run is an offense that was made for Eli Manning. If you had a veteran quarterback, (laughs) you could do that. We don't have that. He's calling plays from like 2000. They're they're not good. Every every time I look (laughs) at it, I'm like, it doesn't, and I don't understand this. The only time we run a screen play to the running back is when it's like third and eight. Hey, you know what the I'm first like, 15 plays of an NFL game that are scripted are supposed to do? Get your quarterback in a rhythm. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Now, that was the opposite last year. Rich Gangarello was really good at the first 15 plays. It was the rest of the game. He didn't know what was going on. First season as an offensive coordinator. The dude just needs a little, a little bit leeway. of leeway. His last five, six games showed a ton of improvement, in my opinion. Mm, he gets a little bit of leeway. And then you know what you do? You listen to your old-ass head coach who's still stuck in the 1970s and refuses to come into the modern NFL era where you have to be aggressive and try to win the game. This bend but don't break scenario does not work anymore. And he's allowing the general manager to say, well, that guy's, you know, he's learning. What do you want to do? Fire him. I want Shermer. You're going to keep both of them? I mean, the way things, Fangio, the defense has still been pretty darn good. The offense has been really bad. Horrible. They just need to let Drew Luck be Drew Luck. 
I mean, it, that, it's not, that it's, says it perfectly because when he's out there slinging it, there's he so wants many to weapons do. on the team. It's it, it, and again, Jerry Judy looked amazing. The first half against the the Falcons. That was the first breakout. Why why was Gordon out there running to the outsides? Why? Gordon has no speed. Put Lindsey on that on on some of those plays, and we're getting eight to ten yards. Lindsey's sitting on the sidelines, just looking at like, "Are you gonna put me in? What's happening?" Well, why are you doing five to seven step dropbacks every play? Correct. Again, I don't agree with that either. Especially when you have wide receivers that are built for the quick, short slants to take it to the house kind of stuff. Jerry Judy's pretty much wide open right away. He's known for being arguably, right now, one of the best route runners in the NFL as a rookie. His his touchdown was pretty, like, awesome. Like, he literally, that he runs that route so well, the corner is literally nowhere near him by the time the the ball gets to him. Shermer is looking at his offense and going, hey, playmakers. I know you're open within five yards, and we could get you the ball and let you run a little bit, but here's what I want you to do. I and want you to run down 25 yards and then do three different cuts, and then we'll try to throw and you. And again, how he, I think Noah Fant was a little banged up. Alberto got knocked out in the first half. But how you don't have K.J. Hamler doing those, like just running behind the line of scrimmage, moving the coverage his way, or running him deep. Hey, Drew, you know what? We're just going to let Cam- Hamler run a straight deep just throw him the ball. She, I don't care. Deshaun Hamilton. He took one of the house on a short slant a couple weeks ago. Well, it was a slant, but I'm, Hamler can literally go the nine route, and he's one of the fastest guys on the field, and we haven't even tried that yet. It's it's ridiculous when I, I'm not a very good X's and O's guy, but when I can see plays that should work with the talent we have and you're not even trying those things, something's going on. On the other side of the ball, do we really have anything more to say about that team? I mean, it kind of sucks for the Falcons because they really don't need to win any more games. So it kind of sucks <laughs> that they won the That's game. It's good for us. But uh, Matt Ryan looked good. Um, he was on point again. The the secondary for the Broncos didn't really have anybody there, so they weren't, you know, they weren't playing against our top guys. But instead of playing man, somehow Vangio stuck with his zone. We've we can't play zone, especially with rookie corners who don't ha- who can't communicate. There's no reason we were playing zone in those in those situations, and we and we were, and that just crushed us. How we don't, I rush five dudes at Ryan every single time. It, if it, he has to move a little bit, it it is tough because veteran quarterbacks like Ryan, even if you rush five, he can still find the open guy. If we play man and rush five, absolutely right, because you force him to make a quick decision. But because we were playing zones, we. We couldn't blitz. And again, we got. I thought Chubb would get pressure. Nothing. Malik Reed, nothing. So, I mean, when you can double those dudes on almost every play, it's going to be tough. Shelby Harris not playing definitely hurt. Again, it comes back to the injuries and the guys not playing. Vaughn not being on so, the other side to take that pressure off. I mean, that's why Chubb was such a phenomenal rookie season, is because everybody's doubling Vaughn. And again, the offense is really young, but Shermer's play calling has literally got me pulling my hair out. It really does. I honestly blame Fangio more than Shermer because Fangio's allowing it to happen. It's not a whole lot he can do. He, you know, Fangio doesn't call the plays. He if no, he if he was an coach. offensive play calling, he could. Yeah, he's but the he, head he's coach. He's like, you take the offense, I'll take the defense. Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot I he mean, can do at this he's, point. He's, he's like Bill Belichick. But don't you think if you're that good of a defensive coordinator, you could go to the offensive guy and say, "Hey, man, this is the kind of stuff we probably want to be doing against this defense. These are the kind of things that would work better against this defense. As a defensive guy, you should know what could beat you." So he should be going to Shermer and saying, you know, five, seven stop. Those aren't good dropbacks. 
We need to get Drew Locke in rhythm. Especially we need to be you, doing things differently. Especially when you got a backup right tackle out there. Like. He's not doing that as the head coach. He's letting Shermer do whatever the hell he wants. So, in my opinion, he's even more to blame. Can't Fair argue enough, that. yeah. I don't like him. I like Vangio. I, I just, at this point, if I could fire Vangio and get the enemy, I'd be all about it. I don't pick my head coach because he's a nice guy. I pick my head coach because he's going to improve my talent. I, and I just see that the defense has been competitive last year and this year, and they don't have quite the talent they had in the past, and they're still pretty good. So I give him some leeway for that. But the offense has been just really bad. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah, until until it's four, until you're <laughs> until down it's like, 21. hey, Drew, we need you to it's throw not, the ball. It's not because of that though. It's because all these defenses start going prevent they do. and allowing they us do. the ability right. to move the ball. They go prevent. They're they're only rushing four, and all of a sudden Drew Locke's got time to just stand in there and let it let it go. And because which, we have so much talent, they're again, able to to be able to which, complete those. Which is why I think that Drew Locke has some talent that we can build on because he can do those things. But again. If he has a clean pocket, if you call up some good plays to get him in a rhythm, he might look good in the first half. So here's an interesting thought. Because you guys have been – you'll see where I'm going with this, but you've been ready to dump and run as quickly as possible if you're all these other teams. Broncos have a top three pick. Are you keeping Drew Locke? They're not going to have a top three pick. If the Broncos have a top three pick, would you keep Drew Locke? I think I would. It'd I mean, be tough. you got to get him an O-line. Give me an answer, Pinky. It'd be tough. It'd depend on who, if, like, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is off the board. You've got a chance to get Fields. Are you keeping Drew Locke? I'd probably take Fields. Because based on what I've seen right now, I'm going Fields. I'd probably, I'd probably keep Locke over uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I would, I'll give you that, only because I haven't seen enough of Trey. Trey Lance needed this season to really show people if he's legit, and he didn't get it. I don't, I don't think any tape this year would have given you that feeling because he's playing lesser competition. Did it for Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Lentz has the measurables, though. He's like 6'5". So is Trey Lance. You know, 30. And Trey Lance was destroying people like North Dakota State does. I mean, the reason their FBS still is beyond me. They they should, I mean, FCS. They they should be a Division One school. The way they have dominated that subdivision for the last 10 years. They have like six national championships in 10 years. They are smoking people. They should be in the upper division now. The way that coach has recruited and brought that program along, granted this is college and we're going a little bit outside your guys' realm as far as some of this stuff is concerned, but it's incredible. They it's incredible a, what they've done. I mean, yeah, Trey Lance is going to go high. They have a left tackle that might get into the first round. They've got some talent. Think that's enough? We good? We're good. What do we got next? That's it. That's I all know. the games. So, with that being said, do we want to run down a quick DFS or – do we want to talk about some rankings a little bit halfway point? It's up to you guys. Zach, what do you think? Let's go with the rankings. Guys, you're on your own this week for DFS. Just remember what we told you in the past. Zach will post a little DFS on Sunday before the games. Oh, will I? You Thank will. You. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to help our listeners out. You will. Uh, He'll figure out Facebook before Sunday rolls around, guys. We'll get him on there. Just send me the list. I'll post it All for right, you. All right, I'll send you a list. <laughs> so, rankings. Where are we at? It's KC number one. Any argument? Anyone? Anyone? Is this disagree? for you or is this for like Bleacher Report or ESPN? That is us. 
This us. is us. This is us. What, what do you Where feel are we like feeling right the now? The best team in the NFL is right now. KC number one. I'm not arguing that. No. Guest, guest, you got any? No. Okay. There's no team better than KC right now. Two. Who are you putting at two? I've got Green Bay. Uh, see, I was about to say the Saints. I've got Green Bay too. Gosh, I'm so torn on this. I, f- I feel like I want to go Seahawks. Seahawks, huh? Seahawks are great because you have to, if you're a betting person, you typically want to bet on a quarterback that has been blown the f- that has been blown out. Just been blowing the doors right? off everybody. Right? So last week, Russell Wilson got blown out. And this week, he's going to be pissed. And his uh, against the spread record is like two-thirds. I'm going to cover coming off of a uh, coming off of a loss, especially a blow-off loss. So I love Seahawks coming in this week. Does that make him the number two team, though? No. <laughs> so then, who's your number? Who would, who would the guests say is number two in the NFL right now? Come on, Cotton. Oh, Cotton. That's a tough one. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Seahawks. I'm going to go with Seahawks because you know what? Russell Wilson is going to deliver, and he's going to deliver hard and fast. So and you accurate. think he beats the Saints, he beats the Buccaneers, he beats the Packers? I do. Okay. I do. You guys? You on the same Pinky's on the same boat. Zach's I, got Saints. I, I love got the Saints. I, I hate the Seahawks. I love Russell Wilson. I love, I love Russ, Bobby Wagner. Man. I like Russ a lot, but I mean I think the Saints defense is coming on a little more. And just what they did to Tampa, they can't go unrecognizable. So let me ask you guys this then. Let me ask you guys this. Yeah, but they're still Would you the take division. Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson? No. No. Oh. Because I'm taking Tyler Lockett and DK. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you about their weapons. I'm well, he did, it, you, he did it even before DK and Lockett. You put Russell Wilson on Green Bay. You put Aaron Rodgers on Seattle. You still have the same outcomes? No. I think Russ runs a lot more. Yeah. Russ would run a little bit more on Green Bay's offense. But Aaron Rodgers think... running is underrated. Aaron Rodgers he doesn't really run anymore. DK Metcalf would be unstoppable. Thank you. Unstoppable, but he doesn't have that. So he that's doesn't. Why I have you're, right. you're right. He's two. got the best wide receiver in the NFL, arguably. Yeah. He's yeah, got Aaron Rodgers. No. Aaron Rodgers makes sweet love to Devontae Adams. That is true. Him and the, they make sweet love together. It's fine. And he's doing that with one weapon. Aaron Rodgers is doing that with one weapon. And Russell's well, he's got, got two. Aaron Jones. He likes to dump it off too. Russell Wilson is Chris Carson. Yeah, but not, I think not it, the last couple of weeks. Aaron Jones hasn't played the last couple of well. He, he played, played last week, but it was. He didn't get all his touches. They didn't. They didn't need it. I think Aaron right. Jones is an overall better running back than Chris Carson. Sure, I'll agree with that. So, all right. So who do we got three? Who do we have two? Are we going with the Saints? Because uh, Zach and I are not on that page. I, I've got Seahawks. Cotton's got Seahawks. We'll go with the Seahawks. Seahawks. Majority. All right. Oh, all right. So lot. who's three then? Your electoral vote has just counted. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'd go Saints. Saints. I already got them at number two. Might as well move them to number three since I can't get that one. I mean, it's hard to argue because Saints just blew 
out Tampa, right? And and Drew finally has his weapons available. He's got Sanders. He's got Thomas. He's got all these weapons, man. With Kamara, it's hard. It's hard to Kamara would if if we weren't in the age of the quarterback, Kamara would be on the MVP list right now. Absolutely, he would. Well, CMC probably would have been last year then. Correct, he would have been. Yeah, he was on last year. I think he got like third. Mm, wasn't it Jackson Mahomes and was it CMC? He might have been on the list. Yeah. He might have been. I don't know. Oh, okay, so Saints, Saints three. Who's four? I think you got to throw Pittsburgh in there just because they're eight zero right That's... now. I mean, you almost have to. I'd have. I, I would have gone. He would have Kansas gone, City. You would have had to have gone Green Bay because you. Had I would have gone two. Kansas City, Green Bay, Pittsburgh would have been my top three. I'd say Pittsburgh. Saints would have been four. I would. Me. I would take Pittsburgh because they have a good enough offense with a balanced defense. Ben Roethlisberger's hurt. They drop out of the top ten. Yes, correct. For sure. If he is, for sure, correct. You got Mason Rudolph in there. You might as well forget it. Well, unless he's allowed I mean, to, you know. Even with Mason Rudolph, the Pittsburgh Steelers will make the playoffs, but they would not. Well, they, they would not do anything. At this point, it'd be really hard for them not to make the playoffs. Yeah, because yeah. there ain't no. Okay, so you guys are Chiefs, Seahawks, Saints, Pittsburgh. Yep. So who's five? Green Bay. Green Bay is four for me for sure. I mean, I'm see, with, I gotta go I'm with Tampa. With you there. Over Green Bay, I, I would take Green Bay at 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 five. Five. See, I'm going with Tampa. The only reason I would like Tampa is because Tom Brady coming off a huge loss. So not not this week, but overall how they've done this entire season. These are power rankings. Halfway point. Power halfway. Rankings. Tampa halfway Bay. Rank, power. Oh, well, power rankings. I mean, they've already tough. whooped the shit out of. Green Bay. So Tampa Bay for me. I go Green Bay on that one. Uh, I mean, the cider over here, Caleb. Well, he keeps just Green Bay just keeps dropping, so he's got to <laughs> yeah, go. I mean, you gotta, you gotta take Green Bay. It has so, to be so far, two to five is Green Bay for <laughs> Caleb. So, for Kaleeb. For Kaleeb. Number five, I Green Bay. Gotta, <laughs> Number five, Green I'm just going to keep saying them until somebody agrees to put them in the list. Number six? Tampa. I, I put I'd Tampa, have Tampa at six. Tampa no, I'm sorry. Actually, I put Seattle at six. Tampa would be at seven. Seattle's at two now. So you I'm just saying there. for me, so Tampa would still be lower. Yeah. I would still keep pushing Tampa, Tampa Bay. down. All right, seven then. Who's at seven? Tennessee? You have to, I think, at this point. I don't know, man. Tennessee's D is weak. Yeah, it's but bad. when you got Derek, I, Henry. I feel like you feel like you can you can put Tennessee and Buffalo like seven eight. Okay? Yeah, because both their D's are weak, interchangeable. There, I'm good with that. They are, seven, but I like Buffalo's offense better, man. If you look at them last week, Buffalo is clicking. The reason I wouldn't put Buffalo over Tennessee is come playoff time, Derrick Henry's offense is more built to extend their possibility of winning. But can their defense stop? Another team. Can Buffaloes? Yeah, can Buffaloes? No. Neither one. <laughs> neither one. They're interchangeable. Neither so while they're interchangeable, can. I would put Tennessee slightly can. ahead. You're right. Seven, seven eight. We're so then we I mean, I think I'd rather have I put Baltimore. Derrick Henry than Zach Moss and yeah, Singletary. Right now I would. AJ so, I'd rather have AJ Brown and Chris Davis, I think, over Diggs and yeah, Brown. Yeah. I agree. 
Tennessee over Buffalo. So Buffalo Plus, I like John Smith better. Tennessee's seven, Buffalo's eight, nine. Baltimore. Baltimore. I think that's fair. The right fact now, that they've yes. kind of fallen off that far is crazy, but I think that's Well, they have no right identity now. right yeah, now. They need to, they, I agree. They need to find out what they do well. And Lamar needs to take that step. They Everybody need to run the ball. waiting for that step. They need to hand the ball off to J.K. Dobbins and then do that so 10. RPO. Who's the last team? Who's the last team in the top 10? Dolphins. I was going to say Miami. I was going to say Miami. Mm. Nope. I'm actually debating between them and the Cardinals. The Cardinals. And I would give the edge to the Cardinals right now. Miami only, just beat only them. because of Kyler Murray. So I would probably take the Rams over both of them. Yuck. Really? I would. Yuck. Do you yeah. remember that stat we put up where the only teams they beat is the NFC least? I would take the Rams. And that continued because they had a bye. I would take the Rams over those two teams. Well, I think you finally got voted out on this one, buddy. <laughs> it happens. So then consensus, you go in Arizona or are you going with Dolphins? And I'm only saying Arizona because I like Kyler Murray right now more than Tua. That's I'm going to go with the Dolphins because I think they have a little better defense. I'll coming agree with up. that. Hell yeah. I would agree with that. And, I mean, we still don't really know what we have with Tua, but last week, if there's any indication how he's going to play in this season, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Okay. Give Tua more time, that guy is going to get. I think he's going to start clicking with Gasecki and Parker a little more. Williams yeah. is hurt. Or in it's more serious hurt. than they thought, so it'll be interesting to see how long he's out. So, I like Miami. I can't believe I'm saying this. All right. But top 10. Guys, congratulations, there there's, Miami. There's Hope you guys a very are listening. Debatable, highly contested. Actually, I would take. I would take the Raiders over the Dolphins right now. Non-consensus top 10. <laughs> Pinky's out of nowhere here with the Raiders, giving them no love all season and randomly throwing them in the top 10. I would take the Raiders Actually, you know what? That's Dolphins. not a bad idea. I mean, that's not a bad call. I think the Raiders, are, I'd have them at 11, honestly. It would be Cardinals, Raiders, Dolphins for me. That would finish out my top 12 if I was looking at it. That's how I would say it. And it hurts to say it, but, you know. Guys. Broncos 28th. Broncos 28. There you go. That's all you needed to know, Maybe ladies and gentlemen. I wish. <laughs> I wish we could get that top I know, 10. I know. I wish. It's not going to happen, but I wish we I could I think get we'll it. get a top 10. It's probably going to be that. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get, right. It's going to be 15. It's going to be 15. Well, any final concluding thoughts for the audience? Let's go, Tiger. Let's go, Tiger. That would be a lot of yeah. fun. Let's yes. go, Tiger. Tiger. Sex addicts, let's go. Let's Watch CBS this. start pumping in sound noise on the Masters. <laughs> So the Jim Nance's smooth, crescendoing voice, they uh, pump in some claps, <laughs> some tiger roars. <laughs> All right, Cotton, I got to get with you this week. I got to find some bets to put down when I'm in the sports book. Deal. He'll be there for you. Cotton's yeah, got you. I don't you. do much sports books, but I do Cotton's a lot of. Cotton's got you. I do a lot of sports lot books. A <laughs> lot of things. Guys, if that's all we got, Cotton, we appreciate you coming down, giving us a little master's Thank knowledge. Thank you for having me. Welcome anytime. Uh, one last shout out to our deliciousness of screwball and uh, some old smoky cherries. Those are good. Dipped in moonshine. Those are good. Those are dangerous. They are quite delicious. We appreciate all you guys out there. Let us know if you got any thoughts, questions, concerns, whatever it may be. Appreciate all the support, and we will see you next time. I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave